Once again, time for Inside Florida no, Racing. Yet. You're there. All right, I yeah, hear you. That's the voice of Rob Bonehead Elding over there adjusting uh, himself over there. I'm CC Brooks, your hostess of Inside Florida Racing. Of course, as always, Jack is here. Yeah, I have been uh, just, I'm fine. Good. I'm fine, actually. Uh, we had a great night of racing at uh, Charlotte County on Saturday night, the 100 lap race. Which I made uh, 94 laps of and a bunch of uh, cautions and a bunch of uh, problems. Well, I had fun watching you and all the other guys from up in the flag stand. Yeah. Um, I heard Wayne Anderson didn't have a good time. I can't believe it. Somebody that would win would be so upset with somebody like me, you know, that, uh, you know, not even come, you know, not even wait to come down and ask, you know, what kind of problems I was having. Obviously, I was having some problems. I don't think I've ever in my racing career ever, um, I had a night where my car handled like it did I've never uh, seen that you particular night, night. I've never seen you had a night like that. Um, when I was watching you, every, from the flag stand, when you were coming around for, you were loose. You were really Man, loose. Man, the car was loose getting in the corner, and most of the time it's not. Most of the time my car handled well get in. It's just getting off, you know, that I have issues. And uh, it was uh, getting in, like, uh, immediately loose. And, you know, it was a shame because, like I said, you know, last week, if, if I didn't have any issues, I, I would be competitive, and uh, I felt like the car was. I I kind of purposely, uh, when we started, uh, I think I qualified ninth. I ended up starting eighth because Walters went to the back. When I heard he was going to the back, I had uh, my guy on the radio tell me, let me know when he's there because I knew he'd be coming, and I wanted to get behind him and see the line that he runs because he really runs a little bit of different line. It really mm-hmm. obviously is fast, you know, and uh, so uh, – I got behind him, and we ran behind him for probably about 10 laps. And uh, one of the times driving in turn one, the car just uh, came out from under me. And I was under the impression that I was getting a low tire. So we were having a little bit of radio issue, but I was asking them, you know, coming on there, is it a you know flat tire? You know, what's going on? You know, no, they didn't see nothing. So, uh, you know, we continued on to race. And uh, as the race went on, you know, the attrition rate with all kinds of cars, you know, uh, and crashes going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you're in the back, because I went from, like, sixth spot back to 16th or 17th. And from back there, it's a little bit different. You know, you got to use your brakes all up. You know, I'm not going to necessarily say that I lost all my brakes uh, because my brakes were working pretty good. But I had to use them pretty good because my car wouldn't handle on the outside. So I couldn't go around Randy. You know, I was having a tough time there, and then a crash happened in front of him. I ran to the back of him. He thought I was just trying to run to the back of him. He was freaking <laughs> out, you know. And uh, um, sometimes we don't have good nights, you know. But for Wayne to get on there and berate me, you know, I mean, the track, whatever, if they wanted me to go off the racetrack like they did, you know, even with six laps to go, I kind of really wanted to finish the six laps. But I still got off the racetrack, and uh, I was just as hot, you know, and as tired as Wayne was. But why he was upset to win $3,000 and uh, – 
we all spent the same amount of time in the car. Um, I think myself was a little classless, you know, to be honest with you, you know, uh, for him to do that at the racetrack where I've got fans there, I've got sponsors in the stands, I've got family in the stands, you know, I do at least have a few fans up there, you know, and it's just not something that uh, I think that he should have done, and uh, I don't think it's something that his father would have done or, mm -hmm. you know, anybody like that, and I, uh, I don't know. Well, overall, it, overall, it was a great night of racing, and I uh, just want to say hi to uh, Scott McDaniel. Open wheel modified driver. That uh, thank you. I just want to say thank you to him for listening to me on Kicks Country, and it was nice meeting him at the track Saturday. We have to interrupt uh, Rob's uh, Rob's party over there, but we we have uh, we're going live live to the Caribbean. Ooh, okay. On on, on board the cruise ship, uh, the Mighty Princess or the Mighty Prince or something. Princess of the sea. Princess of the sea. Whatever. Hey, uh, Drew Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How's that? Welcome to Inside Florida. Can, can you hear us okay? Thank you for having me. Yeah, can you hear us okay? Yeah, it's a little rough, but I can. Okay. Hear you. All right, man. So listen, you went to Bristol. You survived. I read your uh, little thing you wrote about surviving Bristol. Tell us in your own words, like, what happened up there, man? Uh, everybody had some tire problems. We had significant amount of wear in very little time. Uh, we'd have to come in and hit every 30 to 40 laps. Um, I felt really bad for my parents having to buy, like, eight to ten sets of tires for one race. But other than that, it was fun. Go ahead, Rob. So uh, what would you think about uh, that track and uh, racing there with the guys you were racing against uh, and then uh, the, with the finish that you had? Give us, uh, you know. The, the aspect that the fans want to hear about the racetrack. We see it on TV all the time. It looks like you couldn't even walk up the side of it. It looks a lot different in person. It's uh, very hard to walk up. It's very, very steep, very, very fast. Um, the stands in itself are just amazing to walk, to look at and see all the people. I couldn't imagine racing there with a with full fans, but it'd be awesome. Um, the track's very, very fast. A lot of G-forces at that track, yeah. But it's very fun to race them. Yeah, I know that uh, um, I used to play it on my uh, PlayStation all the time, and that was one of the tracks I used to go to. Did you kind of play it on yours a little bit before you went there? Yeah, I did. I was in last on my Xbox there, but unfortunately it didn't help me at all in the race car. <laughs> so uh, tell us about this uh, crab fishing that you're doing out in the Alaskan Gulf. Relax. I'm in the Caribbean. <laughs> he's just he's just fooling with you, man. So listen, uh, where'd you qualify? I know Justin Larson uh, destroyed his car after uh, he he set the fastest time. He now owns the fastest time at at Bristol in any kind of car, right? And then he destroyed it. Is that how it went? Um, nothing against Justin, but I really think we would have beat him in qualifying, but. Fortunately, we set our air pressures a little too low, and we bottomed out all around the corner. I was prepared to go around that place wide open, but when I was bottoming out, I wasn't able to do so. Justin put, out, put down a good lap, but um, like, his tr like his crew told me, he went in a little over himself on that second qualifying lap and unfortunately destroyed the race car. Cool. Well, um, is he 
Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're kind of going in and out a little bit. I know this is uh, tough because uh, we're on this uh, connection. But uh, so, uh, w- what's the next race for you? My next race will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's the Milwaukee Mile. Um, I think that'll be a good fast track to go to. I, I really hope Hoosier has their um, has the right tires for this place because I really, really don't want to be having this problem at such a fast racetrack like that. Ha- have you been there before? No, I haven't been there, um, and I haven't been able to play on my Xbox either. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm with I, I'm with Jack and Greg and and Mikey. I really believe they're going to get me tuned in very easily. Um, th- I have I've had no problems getting adapted to the racetrack, so I think we'll be all right. Hey, Drew, can you share a little bit about your involvement with the Make a Wish Foundation? Um, I give a I give a a percentage of my winnings to make a wish foundation. It's just something I really like to do. Um, you know, none of us are making a living out of this, but I really just, it's important to me to give back to those that, that aren't as fortunate as me. And, you know, it just means a lot to me. I have a couple friends that are personally involved in the make a wish foundation. And it's just awesome that they take their time and people give this money to let them experience good things. Oh, I think that's wonderful. And, how are you doing with sponsors? Are you looking for new sponsorship? I'm, I'm desperately looking for sponsorship. You know, it yeah. really, really killed my parents this weekend buying, you know, eight cents at the tires for this race. But, you know, they had to do what they, they had to do so we didn't wreck the car. I mean, our main goal was to survive this racetrack. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad we did. But I really, really appreciate some sponsors for the, the 2009 series. Okay, Drew, you know, now... Cool. If somebody's out there is interested in sponsoring you, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Through, through email, through a website, or you want to give that information out? It's probably easiest through my through my website at drewbrandon.com or my email at drewbrandon08 at aim.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest way, or I'm sure they could get a hold of my dad. That's cool, man. Okay, well... So how long are you down in the Caribbean for? Um, this is probably my second day. I believe I get done Sunday. I'm, I'm touring the Caribbean with my best friend. I haven't been able to do anything with him all summer. You know, I've been away up north, and this is our one thing we get to do for the summer. So it'll be pretty cool. Well, that's great. You guys have a good time down there, and uh, hopefully you'll find some sponsorship to help you um, so you can keep racing and help your parents out and and just um, really, I'm just hats off to you for working with the Make a Wish Foundation and donating money to them. I think that is a that's just a wonderful cause that you're helping out. Thank you, and thank you for also having me on the radio. Well, thank you so much for being here. All right. Bye, Drew. A pleasure. All right, take it easy. It's really strange because it's so far away. I think he's actually on the ship. Yeah, he's on. He's on the ship. So uh, it was nice to be able to uh, hook up with him. And what a what a that's a nice thing that he's doing, donating some of his winnings to Make a Wish Foundation. Very nice. And especially when they're having to deal with uh, all those tires and stuff they had that's to buy. Unbelievable. Crazy. Weird. Very Crazy. weird. Now, Jack, how are they going to keep up a series like that? That you have to do that, you know, buy that many tires. Is every track going to do they that? They have to fix that, aren't they? Yeah, I think that uh, that's going to be a definite issue for him. It's like he said, you know, he's cool. got to find some good sponsorship just to. Who all do we have on? Uh, oh well, my goodness! Let's see. Well, Critter. 
Don Critty from uh, Citrus County Speedway. We're going to have him on. Yeah, and um, gentleman I spoke to earlier today on Kicks Country, Sean Smith is going to be joining us. And, uh, of course, Ken Kenny will be with Anytime us. Anytime you say Sean Smith, it's Sean Showtime Smith. <laughs> well, thank you for correcting me. Um, and, um, of course, <laughs> him and Ken will be talking about the big race happening this Saturday night at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park where the dirt guys come to battle it out. On the blacktop. Yeah, battle of the blacktop. And Rob, Rob, uh, uh, yeah. we're, 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 we're having a little bit of issue with uh, a technical issue. So I need you to, like, uh, you know, pretend Wayne's, like, right in front of you or something. Project. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and feel free um, to project. Yeah, so we have, uh, actually, we have Don Critty uh, on the phone with us from Citrus County. Okay. What's up, Critter? How are you, Jack? We're, we're doing good. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I can barely hear you, but we'll deal. We'll see what we can do with it. <laughs> okay. Well, you're on with me. I'm CC Brooks, and uh, Rob Bonehead Elding is here. How you doing, Critter? I'm doing okay. How about y'all? Doing great. Good. So, uh, what's happening at uh, Citrus County Speedway? Talk to us about the uh, sprint cars. the uh, checkered flag sprint series we're going to try them out this week well you're in for a treat that is a great series to come race at your track i'm sorry let me grab another phone and see if maybe that's any better okay we don't have a regular phone do we this phone's terrible Okay, now the um, the checkered flag series bringing that to your track is a gr- it's going to be a great night of racing. Um, they race at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park and they always put on a great show. Do they? Good, good. Yeah, you're going to be really pleased with that. I know, I know, I know. Okay, I, okay. I can hear you much better now. Better now? <laughs> yeah, good. much better. Okay, we're working out the technical difficulties here okay. tonight. Okay, okay, but uh, yeah, I mean we've had. Uh, We've had Don up here with the uh, sprint series that he had a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. we we missed him, you know. Uh, so we he he's got his series up and running, and uh, we're going to give him a shot this weekend. See how we do. So uh, how have things been going there for you guys with the rain? You, you've been having problems with the rain, not having races. Not real bad. I think we've only had one or two. I think we've actually only had one that we had to rain out, if I remember correctly. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not been too bad. Well, that's great, and. Uh, uh, talk to the fans a little bit about um, um, the other classes that you've got running there and uh, anybody standing out there, uh, any standouts that you want to talk about there? Uh, standing out, huh? <laughs> no, we've got, we've got a bunch of real good racers, man. We really do. Uh, they're all excellent guys you know, and gals. We have a few gals racing, too. Uh, you know, they're, they're all good. They really are. There's, there's nobody that's really standing out. That I can point point my finger on, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what special races do you have coming up uh, besides um, the sprint cars coming there now? Um, we've not. We don't have too many special races coming up this year anymore. Um, we've tried to scale it back a little bit this year and concentrate a little bit more on our races that race every week with us. Um, I mean, we still have a few. Don't get me wrong, but we've scaled it back a little bit and. Uh, we're talking about even scaling it back a little further next year, you know. Trying to take care of the home folks. 
Well, and you know that you can appreciate that for sure, and and uh, that's something that I wanted to talk to you about. You know, I always talk about um, late model races because I still um, attempt to race my late model, um, and uh, I always talk about how you guys still run uh, some of your smaller lap shows, and uh, you guys continue to have a crowd of uh, late model drivers that show up, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, I think this week we were down a little bit. We had late models this past week. We were down a little, but uh, I think they had a 50-lapper down at Charlotte, so it took a couple of guys away from us, but I think we still had a, uh, I think a 14 or 15-car field. Yeah, so uh, um, I think uh, I think there was a couple guys there that maybe normally yeah, run at Charlotte been. County. There may have been, yeah. And... Um, it's still, I still think that uh, running those smaller shows allows these guys to be able to continue to run because it is so expensive, you know, to yes, it is. run these bigger laps. Now, do you guys still run a 50-lap or a 100-lap, 75-lap race, anything like that for late models? No, we've we've cut all them out this year. We've scaled back to just doing our regular 35-lap or, every, you know, every other week. Okay, and uh, what about modifieds? Uh, modifieds they're running their 30 laps every week also uh we did a couple of twin uh they believe it was some twin 50s or no twin 35s we did with the modifieds this year but i don't think they've got any more scheduled for the rest of the re- for the remainder of the year all right you guys uh, running figure eights at your track oh yeah every other week always every exciting every other week nice every other week figure eights are at our track yes now just out of curiosity do you run your figure eights in separate groups like the the eight cylinders or do you mix the eight cylinders the four cylinders no we don't have any four cylinders we we are we are looking at possibly getting into the four cylinder figure eight but we're just trying to get some input from the guys around the, you know, the local locals to see if uh, if it's something that'll work okay well great you know uh, how's the fan count been you still got all them fans no, actually, fan count's been down this year. Um, I think a lot of it's due to the economy, of course. Um, we are trying a few things to try and try and boost fan count. You know, we're uh, we're we're coming up with uh, in September. We've got a uh, a government employee night. I believe it's in October. We're going to have a uh, a healthcare night, and what we're going to do is anybody with a healthcare ID card or a government ID card, they're going to be allowed in free that night. All right, you know, we're doing we're doing a few other things with our uh, with our family passes. Uh, we've opened the family pass up where we're offering uh, food with the family pass now. Okay, well, well, tell me, tell us a little bit more about what about the family pass. What, what's uh, that priced at, and what's that cover? Well, that covers uh, two adults and two children uh, to get in grandstand side, and uh, now it's uh, thirty dollars to. For that pass, mm-hmm. and now we are offering uh, either a hamburger, a hot dog, or an iced tea or a lemonade with the pass as part of for for each individual in that poor family. Hey, that's nice. I like that idea. Yeah, we we're just you know trying to uh, make it a little easier on the people because we know times are tough. I mean, they're tough for them. They're tough for us. So, you know, if we can help them, they can help us. You know, one hand washes the other. Well, I think that's the right way to think about things. Yeah. Do you guys have a go-kart program for kids? Uh, I'll say that one more time. I'm sorry. Do you guys have a go-kart program for kids? A go-kart program. We have uh, we have go-karts that are coming out on our practice nights. They're they're trying to get enough people that are interested in starting it, and we are looking at it. Um, we had the DeSoto uh, 
DeSoto Champ Cars out uh, about three weeks ago. They put on an excellent show. Oh, they're great, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Those guys definitely do put on a good show. Uh, every time they come out, man, they got a load of those carts that come out there, and uh, it it definitely puts you on the edge of the seat because um, they're drafting around there. Those guys are oh, bump yeah. drafting. Yeah, with the, bath, the the drafting and the bumping, and you know, it it was an excellent show. It really was. Uh, we actually uh, talked a little bit about uh, getting them back next year on a on a little more regular basis. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, you know, any kind of uh, things that are a little bit different, I think that the fans would be into. Uh, right. It's cool, you know. Uh, you guys don't mess with any school buses, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, do you? We, we do those three times a year. We do it at the beginning of the year. Uh, we just did one in July, and we'll do another one in October. Well, those are always exciting, huh? Those are always exciting. They they pack the house. Um, if I could do one of those every week, I would, but <laughs> I know it, would, it would just wear them out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're right, and all the buses would be gone after a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, cool. Um, uh, what else, uh, CC? You got anything you want to ask Critter over here? No, I'm just I'm really impressed by the uh, family pass they've put together at their track, and uh, sounds like something you know a lot of other tracks should take a look at and consider doing. It's an incentive to get the money up front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that it really, I think it's a good way to make racing affordable. Well, how how good are your hot dogs, Critter? You know, I'm sorry? How good are your hot dogs? Hot dogs are excellent. So are <laughs> But, uh, no, it's it's just one way that, you know, it, it is getting harder and harder to afford to go to, you know, to these things. I mean. No doubt. I went to the movies not long ago, and I think it was like $35, $40 just to go to the movies. And, you know, it's just, it's out of control. I mean, it really is. You know, it, and we're just we're just trying to make it a little easier on on the average working person so they can afford to go out and have a good night's fun. You know, I know. Soon you're just gonna have to do it on Saturday afternoon. It'd be too expensive to do at night. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Critter, we gotta go. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Oh, it's no problem, guys. I appreciate you giving me a call. No problem. So take much. it easy. Bye bye. All right, y'all take care. All you right. Too. Uh, Don Creedy from uh, he's the. The general manager, I guess you would call it, and track uh, um, head poobah of uh, Citrus County Speedway. I said I really like that family pass idea. You know, you get the two parents, two kids, and plus they get something from the concession stand. Great idea. Sounds good to me. Hey, Rob, mm. we're going to go take a break right now, and then we'll be back with more on Inside Florida Racing. <laughs> Ronnie Sims is coming on later, right? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Breaking news. Ronnie Sims. Ronnie Sims. Did that hurt? Something. Your online. Racing photos, racing news. Lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team, a racing business needs a website, or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Shiny, shiny star. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. That's Hollywood. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody. Because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. I don't recognize Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me this has got a negative effect that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. With you, and of course, Jenny here with uh, Dickie Anderson, of course, the uh, King of Short Track Racing. I'm sure spent a lot of time down here at Lakeland. What's your opinion on the uh, track closing down? Well, naturally, you know, it's uh, gives you a sick feeling in your stomach, you know, to lose something like this. It's uh, but I'm afraid this ain't the only track we're gonna lose, there's, you know, people don't start playing. supporting the racetrack. Okay, okay, okay. it's beyond me. It's be- there's ghosts got, inside the studio today. The it must be me. Anyway, we're back inside Florida Racing. Hey, Bonehead, it's that time. We need to start, you know, looking at uh, results and conferring on who's going to be our July driver of the month. Yeah, you need to come up with that. By the time we're done with the end of the show, we're going to have the answer to that whole 
I uh, get to make the decision tonight? It's all up to me? No pressure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Hey, okay. Um, I got a couple of ideas. Yeah, I'm sure that you do. So uh, did you have a good time at the race the other night? I mean, I had a great time. Uh, I had a blast. Um, took some new race fans on a tour of the pits, showed them all around. Um, Carol Wicks was nice enough to go t- introduce me to some um, open wheel modified drivers I haven't met yet. Right. Um, and it was really nice because some of them told me that they were listening to me on Kicks Country while they were driving down to the track on Saturday. All right. And um, had a great time. Enjoyed the op- enjoyed all the races. They were great. And you know, I don't care what anybody said. I loved the super late model race. I had a blast. I thought it was a great race, and it's just such a. I'm sure it was fine. It's other a than rush for me being up in the flag stand when you guys f- just you know fly by right underneath. So. I had a good time, and I'm getting even more excited for this Saturday. Which we'll talk about after this call. Who's on? And we have Skeeter Faulkner with us. Uh, Skeeter, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Hi, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Skeeter, uh, talk to us about the uh, the sprint car racing that you do. Uh, the one we recently ran down here in Punta Gorda, the Checkered Flag Sprint Car Series. Right, which CC is the actual official starter of those races. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah she was they, the they lady up there that. in yep. the grand. Up I'm the, the one up in the flag, flag stand. stand. Start the race. Oh, yeah, I have to apologize. Um, I can hear the uh, one person real loud. The other person, you're breaking up real bad. Okay, Skeeter, can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you pretty well. Okay, very good. How about me? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, but it's a little rough. Okay, Skeeter. Well, what we would like you to do is... Is, is that better? Um, we'd like you to share with our listeners um, your experience of being a sprint driver and your last race out at Charlotte County Motorsports Park and how do you like running with the uh, Checkered Flag Sprint Series? Yeah, we uh, really like it a lot. I raced with uh, Ann and Don Reams for several years back when they were running the TBARA. And uh, really like running with them. They run a great show, very professional, well-organized, always have a lot of fun running with them. And we found out they had started this new series, which I think was a real good deal for Don. Always thought he'd have his own deal going. And uh, we just want to go down there and participate. Always love to run with him. So you'll be running uh, at Citrus County Speedway then? Yeah, matter of fact, I'm here right now trying to get my car ready. Uh, can't make any promises, but... I'd darn sure like to get up there and run some more. I haven't been able to run too much lately. Started a new career. Had to have a very limited schedule here the last couple of years, but it's settling down. We'll start running some more next year, pretty steadily. Well, what's what is your what is your history um, in racing? Have you always stayed racing in sprint cars? Yeah, that's actually all I've ever raced. I ran carts for a couple of years, and then. Uh, just had an opportunity, friends of mine were doing it, had an opportunity to buy a car. Bought my first car from Max Steele, David Steele's father. Uh-huh. Uh, the car's still running today. Oh, good uh, deal. Yeah, so we ran with the uh, TBRA, like I said, when Ann and Don were running the show. And uh, getting backed up by uh, Jeff and Lee Barfield. And did that for several years, and then just kind of put uh, my business and my life on hold and had a little midlife crisis, I guess you could call it. And just spent a few years just traveling all over the southeastern United States, just racing. We were trying to race enough to uh, make enough money to pay the bills. We were yeah. able to do that and had a lot of fun. We ran some dirt, 
some asphalt, ran North Carolina, Tennessee. But then it was time to get back to work. It was getting old. Well, well, Skeeter, do you have a preference running on dirt or asphalt? Um, I really like the asphalt, um, but especially the non-wing shows. That is really just the most fun. And anybody out there that's never had a chance to see a non-wing sprint car show, you just got to go and see it. You'll never see anything like it ever again. It is just the best. A lot of speed, but also a lot of action. The cars are really freed up when you take the wings off, and they're pretty squirrely out there. It's kind of like going to non dirt with the wings. That's true. Plenty of action. Plenty of action. they got some real good drivers running that series, that checkered flag sprint car series. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you'll see some real professional drivers out there. They'll put on a good show. Well worth the price of admission. Yeah, and what's really nice about that series is um, it seems like um, with every month that goes by, they're they're getting new drivers, younger drivers. Um, um, some women are getting into that series and racing, so it's a real growing. Um, you know, he, Don's really growing that that series out. Yeah, it's definitely uh, going to grow. I can assure you of that. With Don and Ann running it, it will grow, and it'll be it'll be a, quite a show to see. I would definitely, if I was in the area, I would definitely go up there to Citrus County and see that show. What's your car number? I run a uh, same car for several years, a white car with a blue six. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had four cars and a couple of asphalt, a couple of dirt. We've had to put some other numbers next to the six, but we've always stayed with the six. And how have you been doing in the in the series? What has been your best finish? My best finish ever, myself. I've never been much of a driver myself. I'm much better at uh, car ownership and uh, car building. I build my own engines. I build my own cars. I do my own welding, my own painting. Um, my best personal finish was a second place with a uh, non-wing show. And as an owner, we've had some good runs considering we usually show up with a 10th place car and we've managed to get it in the top five probably 20, 30 times and We've never won a feature, but we've had four or five second-place finishes against some real tough competition on a very limited budget. Well, that's good, and more importantly, you're having fun. Oh, having a blast. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you represent, you know, 75% of the guys that are out there racing. You know, you get your stuff together, and you bring it out there, and and you race it, you know, and uh, have a good time. That's what it's all about. That's what it's about for me. I don't yep. care if I do get berated for my um, performance. Um, I still go out there and have a good time. You know, midlife crisis. I think I had one of those on Saturday night. <laughs> a few times. Uh. Well, you, Skeeter, you mentioned something uh, about um, new career. Yes. What's that about? Um, I've been in residential construction my whole life. I actually hold a uh, commercial contractor's license. It's, Me too. Uh, <laughs> It's worthless yeah. right now. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, a friend of mine, it was actually uh, Brady Alvis, who's uh, quite a sprint car driver himself. Yeah. And as uh, a younger brother of Jimmy Alvis. Mm-hmm. He's a road builder, works for a big company building roads, and he knew of an opening in a company that does uh, signalization. What I do now is uh, work for a company that builds intersections, do traffic signal, and street lighting. I'm actually, my title is actually an electrical coordinator. But it's different. It's a lot of fun. It's a, quite an industry. It's all oriented around public safety. I actually hold a couple of certifications with the uh, International Municipal Signalization Association. All right. I hold a uh, traffic signal inspector's 
certification and a level two technician. It's been keeping me busy the last couple of years. It's like going to college and working at the same time and having to take a lot of classes to get up to speed and learn the business. Well, Skeeter, um, where you're going to be racing. What's the date of that race at uh, Citrus? Uh, it's this Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. It's All right. running uh, pretty steady down here in Charlotte. Gonna go there. I know he's trying to get more races around the state. And I know he could use the support, cars and fans. Well, all right. We'll be telling everybody to look out for you. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, all right. Skeeter. Skeeter Faulkner. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Um, okay. There you have it. He'll be driving the number six out there at Citrus County uh, Speedway uh, this Saturday night. I was making sure that he knew what day they were racing. <laughs> yes. Um but getting back to the race the other night, while we're talking about this, Jack, do whatever you're doing. I think well, you've wait, got you, everything you're sounding still not better. Done. You're still no, not. I was going to talk about um, Wayne Jefferson and his race at the with the Modifieds. Um, oh, I got you. He uh, got out and uh, took him a couple laps to get in first place. And once mm-hmm. he did, he pretty much led that whole thing with uh, Lee Collins at his heels a little bit. And then uh, he pretty much walked off away from him. It was he, a great race. Yeah, those guys uh, definitely. It's nice to see all the modifieds out there. You know, uh, we always talk about they were struggling, and you know, uh, they've got them racing out there at Citrus County. I mean, uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park, and um, I mean, I think they had what seventeen of those, sixteen or seventeen of them. It seemed like there was a bunch of them. It was a nice turnout. You know, and that's that's what it takes is uh, you get more and more every week. You know, uh, just like uh, with. uh, Don and his uh, sprint car series, you know, started out small and uh, it's gotten bigger and bigger every time. And, you know, now they're going to venture off and they're going to run at some different places. And that's, you know, how they did that TBARA when uh, he first started that. Definitely uh, they went along that way. And I hope to see that series continue to grow. And But uh, Modifieds, Wayne, um, what a job. Good Excellent. job, Wayne. That's that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did a. He put on a um, a great show Saturday night, and the fans loved it because they got to do the meet and greet yeah. with the drivers, and you know. Yeah, the weather the was autographs. very weather was very cooperative uh, at the racetrack on Saturday night, and uh, uh, want to thank uh, a little special thanks to Gary Laplan out there. Appreciate uh, everything you do for me, and. Uh, what a good job that uh, you've been doing over there at the racetrack, you know, helping Bobby out. I think that's been really working. Yeah, you, you know, I was up in uh, where the, where they fly. I tell you what, I'll bet you most Floridians, a lot of Floridians, have no idea even what the state flag looks like. Trust me, in South Georgia, they fly the state flag of Georgia predominantly all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right? They're proud of their state flag. So. Uh, what were you doing in Georgia? Were you at Waycross at the big I, I, race? Yeah, I was at Waycross. That's right. The big United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series race. Certainly on was. A big half mile racetrack. And we're going to talk dirt. to later on. We're going to talk to Sean Smith and Dusty Cohn, who won that race, and uh, Ken Kenny. But right now we have uh, Ronnie Sims on with us. Welcome All to right. Inside Florida Racing, Ronnie. Hello. Hi. What's happening, Ronnie Sims? Bonehead. Welcome to the show, Ronnie. This is Cece. Hello. Hello, Cece. We're all doing fine. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What's well, been going know, on? Uh, uh, well, before we get into everything, I want to thank everybody at Auburndale. They've got some great fans out there. 
some great races out there, and <clears throat> I enjoyed my time out there. I really did. Well, well, Ronnie, it it sounds you like you just said enjoyed your time out there. Um, you want to sort of go a little more detail because I sort of have the sense some a big change has come upon in your life. Yes, uh, uh, we struck up a deal uh, today uh, for me to take back over fast trucks. Uh, so the fast truck extravaganzas are coming back. We're going to put fast truck back to touring again. Uh, going to just. I mean, uh, that's the passion that I have as a, uh, uh, a race official. Uh, I love the trucks. Jack knows that. Uh, I met Jack through the truck. And uh, we're going to get to do it again. Well, that's exciting. Where? And where are, where are you going to be doing this at? I'm going to do it out of uh, Charlotte uh, County Motorsports Park. And then uh, I'm also going to be the operations director for Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Well, then that means, Ronnie, I'm g- you're going to be seeing a lot of me because that is my home track, and uh, when we'll have to come up and <sighs> introduce ourselves. Okay, uh, I'll be there Saturday night. I hope I you could do something. I hope you could have some influence uh, on, on uh, getting certain late model drivers to get their their stuff under control, <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> hey, now now for the tough question: Why why are you leaving Auburndale? Uh, just economic. Uh, is it a math equation? That it? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Rex and I are, are uh, uh, friends. Uh, uh, Ken Hyatt and I are friends. Rob uh, Armstrong and I are good friends. Uh, just the economics that's going on right now and all, uh, that, that's what we had to do. That's cool. Okay. All right. Did, are they doing it themselves? Say again? Are they going to do it themselves? Uh, as far as I know, yes. Okay, so so what are the, some of the things uh, with this uh, truck thing? Where do you start bringing that back? I mean, I'll tell you one thing before you answer that. You know, one thing you guys remember how often we talk to young guys that are like and girls too that are maybe in their late teens or early twenties. How many of these guys came up through them trucks? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, now what's happened to that series? Um, how know? do you get it back to where it was? Yeah, you have to start back at ground zero. You have to start back with the original idea, and you, you just have to uh, uh, take and work hard at it. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be easy, especially with the uh, uh, economical times that we're going through now. But you make it a fair series to where everybody is all on the same plane. Make it affordable for them to come and race. Uh, and do a lot of promotional stuff that's going to take and uh, help the series out. Well, you know, I think that the, the kids part of it, I don't know if, if that's still, uh, are, with the insurance and stuff, that the way insurance now, is it still possible to do the kids racing? I mean, like Fast Car, they got a, I mean, their truck series has come along, and they're doing okay with the, the Advanced Auto Parts Pro Truck Series. But they don't have the young, young talent like that uh, Bobby was able to develop in, uh, when you worked with them. Yeah, and, and, I mean, everything has to be looked at. We're going to have to uh, really take a hard look at what we need to do to get the young guns uh, or and the uh, fast kids to going back uh, from track to track. I, I'm not even sure that it is, is even possible anymore. That's just stuff that we have to look at and see what we have to do to make it happen. Yeah, well, they might need – what is the age limit now, even at uh, Charlotte? What is the age limit? I believe it's uh, 16, I believe. 
It, it may be 14, but it, uh, it's got to be younger now because Cody's not 16. No, uh, Cody's not 16. It must be 14. Now. Yeah, I think it's for his little brother. Certainly not. Well, I yeah. think it's 14. So I, I think they've got their issues. They raised their they raised their um, price a little bit to get into the pits. We talked about this last year. Um, when they made this change, and now uh, if you go race there, you have like a whole bunch of money worth of insurance for that extra money that you pay, and that way they mm-hmm. could run the kids and everything. Now, I don't know why all tracks just haven't adopted um, the same thing. What were you guys doing in Auburndale with the well, kids? Well, well and, and one of the things that we are going to do uh, uh, from from my standpoint uh, is I'm going to work with all the tracks. Uh, Jack knows how I am. Uh, I will change the rules to uh, meet everybody else's rules. Uh, but we have got to work together to, uh, with all the tracks. Uh, everybody says impossible. Just not impossible. Uh, I know most of the track owners. Uh, most of the track owners know me. And uh, that's the only way we're all going to be successful is everybody to work together. So one of your goals then is going to be make it easier for drivers to race at two tracks in one Legal evening. And affordable. That's Legal good. And affordable. I like that. Legal and affordable. That's that's uh, well and, and you know really that truck series was was started out for a um a stepping stone into getting into a late model. So you know these guys have always wanted to make them go a little bit faster, make them a little bit more expensive. And I think as they originally were, they were very uh price friendly as far as getting in when they originally started them. Right, and, and and I'm glad you mentioned the late models. Uh, I would love to see the fast late models come back. Uh, Jack uh, knows there was 20, 24 of them out there. I'd love, I'd love to see that come back, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to make them come back. Yeah, I mean, it, it always seemed like they had a big field, you know. Yeah, they, they did. They did. Now wait a minute. Now, what is the difference then between fast late models? Late models, super late models. It would be like what the late models are, not the supers, but what the late models are over there. Okay. Where they had their, uh, you could run the progressive spec motor and then a crate motor, I think, right? Right. Uh, Yeah. Or a two-barrel motor. Right. Two-barrel, four-barrel. Yeah, the word is um, affordable. That's the operative word, isn't it? (laughs) Legal and affordable. (laughs) Yeah, legal and affordable. (laughs) Well, that's one of the things, like in the trucks, especially. I remember in the trucks, one of the one of the things was that the fast trucks uh, tended to have pretty good tech, and that you know, I mean, it's never perfect as far as the drivers are concerned, but they had pretty good tech. And and uh, and the Jack, I never, I never tore down any trucks, did I? Uh, yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> four or five o'clock in the morning. That's right, and but that's what well, that's they want. a bit excessive, but you need to do something. <laughs> Obviously, That's cool. uh, but, uh, yeah. hey, and we're gonna uh, go back to uh, uh, but uh, I mean, we're, we're, number one, we want to have fun with it. Number two, we want to bring them back. Uh, I think that's what needs to happen with the truck, and we need to figure out how we can get the late model program going again. We need to find out how we get the kids touring again. Yeah, I don't know. Um... The touring thing is a tough thing, coming up with the money for the series, you know, because uh, it doesn't seem like the tracks are very receptive to tours these days because they've got their own deal going. Right, right. Uh, well, Not with trucks, really, I guess, but some of them do, you know. But, uh, but I mean, uh, if if we can show them 
how we can put people in a stand and how we can put on a show for them. I don't see how they can say, no, you can't bring them. How will you do that? Uh, by promoting the trucks, by promoting the tracks along with the trucks. Uh, I mean, it, it's not going to be an uh, overnight easy thing, it, but uh, nothing that's worse it is easy. And and I think that you're right. You know, the promotion, and we talk about that so much, is that in order to fill those stands up, um, things have to be done in and around the city and county uh, where the track is located, just so the local people there, they understand, you know, uh, what's going on there. Because they don't know what's going on at that racetrack where all that noise comes from and the lights are. Right. And uh, uh, the advantage that I have is Fast Truck is not a new name. It's not a new entity. Right. It's just being re- re- revitalized, and uh, we're going to try to uh, step it up again. Yep. You get some of those guys that got those trucks and get them out there at the Walmart and at all the local places over there by in Charlotte County. And uh, I guarantee you have a ton of people that will show up at least to start there and then do the same thing at all the other places because I, I think you're right. That first year of going around and touring at all the different um, locations uh, to prove yourself and to prove that the, the fans are better, uh, I think then uh, the tracks will maybe start trying to change your mind a little. I got an idea for you, Ronnie. Okay. What we need to do is, you, you know them sandwich boards, you know, like uh, where where people stand out on the corner and they have a, uh, there's a sign. Smooth, in the, the Smoothie King guy? Yeah, a sign in the front, the sign in the back. Yeah, the front to back sign. Yeah. I think you need to hire Rob Bonehead Elting and get him out there on the street corners, man, with the signs. I think that would just be, that would be too good. It would be, be absolutely get newspaper coverage. We'll accept all the help we can get. Well, I don't know if that's something Rob would do, but I bet you could get James Wright really cheap to do that. <laughs> He'd use his truck. <laughs> James Wright. James Wright. Yeah, he's a Thunder truck driver. James is a good friend of mine. Yeah, I helped him out the other night. I had charge his battery for him, and it, somebody sabotaged and put water in his gas tank. You guys know there's two James Wrights, you know. Yeah, yes, there is. Yeah. Okay. There's probably a couple James Wrongs too. <laughs> or would so when do you start, Wong? man? When do you start, Ronnie? Uh, Saturday night. Are you going to be the, the track race director there for the regular uh, weeks? It would. Well, this is the uh, round four of the uh, uh, challenge, Florida State uh, Championship. Right. And, uh, uh, I, I took a short vacation, five days, and I'll be back at the racetrack Saturday. Cool. Okay. All right. Sounds Any, good. Anything else, Cece? No, I'm just looking forward to uh, meeting you, Ronnie, on Saturday. And uh, uh, I'll be the one wearing the fast truck shirt. I will come find you. <laughs> we'll see you around the track, Ron, Ronnie. All right. And, and, and thank you all for having me on. And, and once again, uh, thank you, Auburn Depp. All right. There you go. All right. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks. Well, there you have it, Ronnie Sims making a move, going back uh, to rejuvenate the fast truck series um, and the fast late models at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Uh, very interesting. He's got a tough job ahead of him. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, boy, I tell you, things move around in Florida in the summertime. Uh, last uh, week, we, of course, uh, Terry Roberts is moving on to Georgia, and uh, of course, uh, Ronnie Sims is, uh, you know, he gets involved. He makes things happen. He's come full circle. Last time I saw Ronnie Sims was when Bobby took over the racetrack. We were out there helping Bobby move stuff around and everything, and uh, he's uh, 
He's back. That's cool. And as, he's a class act. I mean, as he pointed out, I mean, you know, he's got got. Uh, he did some good things at Auburndale Speedway. And, and as far as holding the sandwich boards up, I don't want to take your job. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you need that work. Okay. And yeah. I just want I do want to point out though because I guarantee you, because um, anybody can get a a message board started. I guarantee you that there's going to be P. I guarantee it that you're going to read how Ronnie Sims came on Inside Florida Racing and <clears throat> Rob and Cece and probably Jack and Ronnie Sims trashed Auburndale Speedway. And Rob's an idiot anyway. Rob's so it an idiot matter. anyway and all that it stuff. It doesn't matter. I don't care what anybody says about me. Do you think I care? Yeah. I can care less. Yeah. Do you think I even care for one minute? It doesn't matter. Auburndale's got. I like all the racetracks. The thing, the the coolest thing, the coolest thing about Auburndale Speedway, I've always thought the coolest thing. We say this all the time, man. The coolest thing is they got kids everywhere, and they got a really, really good family kind of deal there, and that's a cool thing. Man, I'm in support of every racetrack out there. I'm not necessarily support of some of the uh, actual people behind the scenes, but. Um, but we want to see all tracks survive. Yes, and not thrive. not get auctioned off at the auction stand, which is yeah. One talk of the about things the auction. Well, know. we talked to uh, I talked to Bobby Deal. I talked to uh, Don Narone, and uh, talked to Billy Martino. As a matter of fact, we had said that Billy Martino was going to uh, be on with us tonight. I talked to Billy this afternoon, and he's actually was leaving town today. He had to go out of town for a week, and we talked about it and. It, Frankly, he just wasn't ready to do this interview with us yet. He said, I mean, that's just the bottom line. He's, he, he wants some more time because this is, from his perspective, you know, he's living his life and doing what he does, but he's not any happier about this Speedway closing than any of the fans, you know, and I mean, I mean, it's, it's a very tough thing, and he's really not, uh, he did not go to the auction, he told me, because he said he couldn't. He just couldn't do it. Too emotional. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the way Billy put it to me. Now you know, and uh, anyway, uh, I've never mo- been emotional at an auction. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never had never. J- something that you put your life and soul like that put in as much as he has probably. I've had sold to things, auction off. I've know? sold things that I put a lot harder oh, really? work probably than he ever did. Really? Absolutely, your own stuff. Yeah, really. Well, anyway, um, uh, from what I understand, from what I'm told, not a um, race. I never owned a racetrack. From what I'm told, a new Smyrna Speedway is going to be getting a uh, an additional major uh, facelift. They they're, they're getting the uh, catch fences, the safety fencing from uh, USA International Speedway, and right. the lighting system, which will just add to the transformation that we were just talking about mm-hmm. last week with with Terry Roberts. And uh, um, that's I just can picture it, man. As soon as I was told that, I thought, "Wow, that is that is neat. That's really something." Terry cool. must have gone over there and bought all that stuff up, and now he'll be leaving on the 15th. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I wish, you know, I would, I was, I really didn't want to go to that thing, even if I'd have been in town, because I, not that I, I just didn't feel like something I wanted to do, but I certainly would have liked to have been there and just watched Robert Hart do that, because it, knowing him, it would have probably been fun to watch. But uh, what else? Who, who else picked up uh, some stuff? I'm told, I don't know this for a fact, but I had two people, both of those people told me, Don Narone and Bobby Deal, that, uh, uh, John Sapricone got some grandstands from the back uh, straight away, and uh, the major big grandstands were picked up at South Georgia uh, Motorsports Park in Volusia, up there, uh, or in uh, Valdosta, Georgia. 
Um, what else? Uh, Bobby Deal got a bunch of stuff for Charlotte. Uh, like he got what? some 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 uh, some stands, so the the camera stands. Okay. Uh, and they got about uh, they got around two thousand uh, yards of, or feet or whatever. They got a lot of fencing. They got a lot of fencing. And uh, let's see what else. There was a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, uh, Don Narone, he's a collector of. Uh, of uh, flag stands. He has the flag stand from old Hialeah Speedway up on his uh, go-kart track at, at Lake City Columbia Motorsports Park. So uh, he doesn't know where he's going to put the flag stand from Lakeland, but he has it now to add to his collection. Just put it on the back stretch up there at Columbia. And a question, uh, John Bertie, who works with us, he takes care of the Southern, uh, uh, one of our websites that covers uh, Southern racing. He... Uh, <clears throat> called me today and he was asking me some questions about and giving me some information insights into this uh, supposed new track that's being put together that's getting a lease from the government to, to open sunshine and he asked me a very interesting question i thought was like why weren't any of those people if they're going to open a track over back up why weren't there they there getting this stuff buying track uh, equipment and things that you could get for very very cheap because this stuff went cheap I'm sure that it did. It did. Because you got to tear it all down. There's still money to be spent. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You might buy everything, but getting yeah. it. So, and Don pointed, Don, we went through, he told me everybody was there. There was about 10 serious buyers there. All right. You know, tracks. And mm-hmm. those are the ones most, I've mentioned most of them. Um, uh, the folks from North Florida Speedway were there. They might have picked up some things. There was about 90 to 100 people, about 90 other people. Um, who were there picking up little odds and ends, like memorabilia, mm-hmm. just for something to take. But they weren't, like, the serious buyers. So there was really only about ten serious buyers there, I, according I sort to of Don. thought maybe somebody who owned, like, a racing-themed restaurant might go to pick up some of the uh, well, what memorabilia. Did, what else did they sell? Like, their concession stuff and... Oh, yeah, everything. Yeah? Yeah. Ticket booths and... Yeah. Bathrooms, yeah. And Charlotte, toilets, Charlotte got the uh, got the camera stands, you know, the for the... The turn one and turn three, where they have the big uh, camera stands for the when they, when they have yeah. the ESPN mm-hmm. or Speed or mm-hmm. whoever comes in there. Yeah, yeah, he picked those up. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but he just wanted to be a player. That's all. Had to buy something. He should have bought some grandstands, no matter what it cost him. But you know they're expensive. You know, there's no doubt. Well, the camera stands that are at CCMP now needed to um, that the one down by. Um, uh, coming out of turn four, that one. These are these are big ones. Yeah, that's not replaced. even much of a stand. Yeah, that these. one there needs to be replaced because it but, uh, looks a little dangerous. So it'll be a good addition. Yeah, they need them. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do what now. What else did they have there, man? How much stuff did they have? They couldn't have had Oh, them. you're talking about a whole, th- th- I mean. The yeah, once they sold the grand Somebody, the as a matter of fact, I was told that the the uh, pit boxes, right, you know, up the, the the what do you call them things? Press uh, the press box. VIP. Yeah, yeah the things. press yeah. VIP boxes. I was told it was went for like five grand. Well, why? Did, I guess. Yeah. I'll hmm. ask it myself. Yeah. Interesting, huh? We're gonna try. We're gonna try, guys. We're gonna try this. Okay.
Live Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsport Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsport Park. $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsport Park, the battle on on the blacktop. Been here with uh, Dickie Anderson, of course, the uh, King of Short Track Racing. I'm sure spent a lot of time down here at Lakeland. What's your opinion on the uh, track closing down? Well, naturally, you know, it's uh, gives you a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. You know, to lose something like this, it's uh, afraid this ain't the only track we're going to lose. You know, people don't start supporting the racetracks. You know, they're going to keep messing around. We only got one or two left here in the state of Florida to race at. So. Everybody needs to get out and support their local track more than ever right now. This is, uh, this is a living proof of it right here. We appreciate your time, buddy. Good yeah. luck today. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently, those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, mother Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old Sultan of Shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Time has come. Yes, it has. It's time Second for half of the show is the next guest. dirt, the dirty part of the show. Some of it. Not yet. We're not getting dirty not even yet. There yet. You just not yet. <coughs> tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go up to North Carolina. I love North Carolina. Let's go. Yeah. And we're going. Actually, we're going to Mooresville, North Carolina. Sounds good. And we track down uh, Lee Falk. Lee Falk. Welcome, man. welcome, man. What's happening, Lee? Glad to be on here, guys. What are you all up to? Welcome to the show. Well, it's uh, Bonehead and CC here. Um, <laughs> fun. I haven't seen you or heard from you since the Florida Pro Days, back when I used to run that, and you used yep. to race yourself, you know, and your kid was still a kid. Yeah, he's kind of grown <laughs> up now, bud. Yeah, I see that. Um, I see you guys are involved in uh, uh, racing development. Could you uh, maybe uh, explain to our fans what is that's all about? Well, we 
Michael and I both, we've come up here, and of course Michael still does some uh, Camping World East races and some uh, <clears throat> some ARCA stuff occasionally, and we've got him a new late model being built right now for the NASCAR stuff up here. But we uh, when we got up here, we had several people that needed some help and wanted to uh, wanted me to rent some cars to them, and so we decided to open up Leaf Hawk Racing and Development, and uh, <laughs> ever since we've been open, we've been wide open actually um we have three <clears throat> three late model cars that we lease out and it's a limited car and basically what we do is <clears throat> bring young kids up here and uh we have some older people too that come through our our classes and we do we do on track testing <clears throat> and uh we've actually brought little sam watts up here this year from florida and uh he's raced all year with us at hickory and track county and done an excellent job uh, we run them, you know, 20 races. <clears throat> if they want to race for like a points championship or whatever, we'll, we do the full deal with them and, uh, try to just develop them and, you know, th- their skills and, you know, their on and off racetrack skills as well, you know. And if somebody is interested in coming up and participating in this, Lee, how do they get a hold of you? Well, what they do, they, <clears throat> they can go to my website, leefalkracing.com. And it kind of explains some of our programs. We do uh, test, you know, for the inexperienced level people, we do, it's it's a mandatory test. What we do, we spend a full day at Tri-County Motor Speedway or Hickory Motor Speedway, either one. And uh, and at the end of the day, we test, we test a full day with them. And they'll run about 150 to 200 laps there. At the end of the day, we evaluate their, you know, their progress, evaluate, evaluate where they're at. And if they want to, you know, go further with the program, then we sit down and and uh, kind of custom tailor a, a program for them. You know, some people don't want to, or they can't afford to do a full 20 race schedule. We we've had people do <clears throat> 20 race schedules. We've had people do five race schedules. And I have a gentleman from now right now from Mario Hernandez from South Miami. He's up here doing a 10 race schedule. So we have plenty of cars, plenty of trailers, and. We have three or four employees and full-time employees, so we, we stay pretty busy. So you're saying, Lee, that uh, these folks can take, say they have, um, say, what's the age limit first? Well, you have, up here you have to be 15 years old. So you uh, could take uh, your 15, 16-year-old son and uh, take him to daughter. your... Or daughter. Yes. Or daughter, yes. We have girls now. I have Chrissy Wallace in one of my cars. I mean, I... I wouldn't would not have any woman in there. They're they're more marketable these days, anyways. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you could actually uh, bring your son or daughter to um, your program, and you would evaluate them, like you said, in a safe environment, and and kind of uh, sit down and say, okay, well, this is where we're at. You know, you need to work on this, this, and this, and it's going to cost X amount of dollars. Well, that, that's exactly true. What we do, you know, between Michael and myself, and David Rudman comes over and helps me, and we have, I mean, we have tons of experience. We have Matt McCall that helps. We have Dexter Knipe Jr. that helps me occasionally, and uh, Dexter Knipe Sr. <clears throat> what we do, basically what our program is for, is for somebody that wants to make the next step, say some legend car kids or, or limited late model people in, or late model people in Florida that want to come to North Carolina, Obviously, every kid's dream is to is to do the deal and you know move up the ladder. Uh, if you're going to do that, you need to be in North Carolina. Obviously, that's where everybody's at that sees anybody and you know gets that call. Uh, 
Chrissy Wallace has she's run races with me this year, and uh, obviously we know she's went on and she's got a full Craftsman truck deal for next year, and I think she's going to do four or five ARCA races this year and uh, four or five truck races. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's basically a stepping stone. <clears throat> we have plenty of uh, very experienced people around to teach you the correct way to do things, you know. Uh, we spend a lot of on-track. Before we even get in the race car, we, we Michael and I both drive them around the racetrack, talk to them about their lines, uh, where to get on the gas, where to get off the gas, you know, where, where to pivot the car in the center of the corner. A lot of stuff that a lot of the young kids today don't have anybody that will help them, and they struggle. And what happens with that is when a young when a young person decides they want to go racing, okay, the first thing they're going to do is hit mom and dad up to go buy us a race car. So you mess around here and you buy a big toter home and you buy cars and all the equipment and the, the, the spares and all that stuff. You still don't have a place to work on it. You don't have anybody to work on it for you. So you can come to our program, do a, do a one-day test, and, and if you do all that stuff and find out your kid really doesn't have the talent to do it or decide they really don't want to do it, now you're stuck with two or $300,000 worth of equipment that you're going to end up selling for about a nickel on the dollar. So it's, it's, we, we try to take the it, – it's a fast learning curve to come through our program. And then also, it, it takes the expense out of it if you decide that's not the avenue that you want to go. Now, Lee, do um, many of the kids that come through your program for the test, do they already have experience yeah, in, in go-karts? Yeah, much. <clears throat> we've, had, uh, we've had people come as far away as Canada. Uh, we did a hearing-impaired uh, little boy named Chris Martin. He, came, he was 24 years old. He came from Canada, <clears throat> and he was 100 uh, this copra ear implant system uh, has sponsored him three ear implants to come do this racing deal. Well, he was he had run some previous like uh, mini cup cars and cup light stuff and some Formula Ford stuff, but he never had been in a big, uh, you know, full bodied race car. And we tested with him for three days, and finally got NASCAR to approve him to to run over on the Wheeling Series side there, and took him over there, and he did an excellent job. I mean. We, we 18 cars. He qualified seventh and finished fifth. His first time ever in a big car, so he did a real good job. Um, we've had people come. I mean, we've had, we've had from South Florida to Canada, so we've we've run quite a few people through our programs. So, um, what's it cost to run one of your cars in a program? You know, like say the five race deal. To uh, I, I suppose these are 50 lap races or so. They're going to get yeah, to run in. They're. It, and it, it just depends, like different racetracks. If you run the limited late model class, you know, they run 35 and 50 lap races. And then if you run the late model class, like Sam Watts and Chrissy's been doing all year, those are 50 and 75. And then there's four or 500 lappers through the year. And then at the end of the year, at Hickory Motor Speedway, which everybody goes to, Hickory's kind of the birthplace up here. You know, there's a lot right. of history there. Uh, from the Jarrett family, the Earnhardt family, the Setzers. I mean, it just, history is, is that's the place. At the end of the year there, they have what they call the Bobby Isaac Memorial. That's 200 laps. And then they have what they call the Fall Brawl. That's October the 12th. That's 250 laps. Uh, that's kind of the, the the speed week, so to say, uh, uh, the Florida speed week of, of Hickory. I mean, everybody who's anybody is there racing the deal. 
there's usually 30 or 40 cars show up for it. And, uh, you know, we start 28 cars, and it's a heck of a show. But uh, it just depends. Like I said, the, <clears throat> the experience level, obviously the crash clauses are different. Uh, we've had some people come through the program that I knew from Florida that were very good racers. We've had some people come through the program from Georgia that I knew that were racers. And obviously the crash clause is not as steep on that kind of deal uh, because they have experience. Um, and, it, and obviously the more races you want to run, the cheaper it is. But like I said, you know, there's just some custom tailored pricing there that yeah, that's you know, what I, we just sit down and discuss individually with the parents. Well, I know how expensive cars are these days. And, uh, it puts it. It would put it in perspective for people to understand uh, uh, what it really costs <clears throat> to run one of these late models. You know, I still attempt to try to run mine in these hundred lap races, and it's very expensive. Well, you, you know, I mean, you know, you know, you know what it costs. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't rent mine very cheap. <laughs> well, the way you have to, to kind of look at that is, you know, you and I both have done this thing on our own for years and years and years, and we. It's a ton of experience that we offer to the kids to start with. But what it actually boils down to is by the time, say, if you wanted your son or daughter to, to race a full late model season in North Carolina, you cannot buy the equipment, you cannot buy the, the haulers, the cars, and all the tools and the, the, the experience and the knowledge that comes along with this program for what you can rent my cars for. It averages out about 5000 a race to do the races. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, so, and folks, you got to realize Lee Falk, this guy that we're talking to right here, okay, <laughs> any time that I ever was at a race that Lee was at, he was a contender to be the winner and had always had top-notch equipment. So, you know, uh, I, when I heard about this, Jack was telling me about it. I'm like, well, there's a guy right there that has... Uh, years of knowledge and, and knows how to set Easy up a car. Easy on the ears now. Easy on the ears. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it's, it's okay. Um, it's obvious. I'm looking at a picture of your son. He looks old. you got to be looking really old. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey. <laughs> He's been gorgeous. You know? Yeah. But, uh, no, you know, the knowledge that you do have, um, I think that you guys would be putting out some top-notch race cars. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I was getting at before is if you if you could take your kid and – Get them into a program like this. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper because that oh, that mo- that total home and 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 those race cars when they start breaking and everything, um, people just don't realize, man. It's sixty thousand plus to have a super late model these days. Drew Brandon. Then you got to buy the motor. Drew Brandon's <laughs> team. We were talking to Drew just a little bit ago, uh, mm-hmm. Lee, and uh, they went up to Bristol. They spent eight hundred dollars on tires alone because oh, absolutely. of you know my program. When you come to our program, all my eight sets of tires. Excuse me. Yeah, they went through eight sets. Of eight tires. sets of tires yeah. at Bristol. Unbelievable. The yeah. way our programs are set up, that when you show up at the racetrack, you don't. The only thing you bring is your helmet. That's it. We furnish everything. We furnish the tires, the gas, the the crews, the pit passes. We do everything. In other words, you show up, get in the car after the race is over. And we pay our drivers, we pay our drivers 30% to drive these cars. And what that does is get, number one, it gives them some incentive to not want to knock the fenders off the All cars. Right. And to finish the races, obviously everybody likes a little cash in their pocket at the end of the night. Yeah. And then uh, it's just, I don't know, I, I always knew growing up as a driver, I always tried to take care of everybody's car that I drove. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I could always get rides when I needed them because I wasn't hard on equipment. 
and also got paid to drive, so that gave me more initiative to want to finish these races. I mean, the racing in North Carolina, to me, I mean, I've been here going on almost two years now, and it's, the racing is, it, I mean, I love the racing in Florida. You know, I've done it 200 years, it seems like, but the... Easy, easy on the ears. Yeah, 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's my 100 and your 100. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so different up here. Um, I mean, just everybody's, uh, you know, the, the average car count at Hickory is 25 to 28 late models a night. Wow. We've had some bad nights nice. around 15 to 18, you know, 18 to 15 cars. But the majority of the night, it's 25 to 28 cars. Uh, little Sam Watts, we won. He's from Florida. You know, he run New Smyrna there and uh, run Orlando. Michael Williams takes care of him down there. Sure. And Michael called me and said, Lee, I think you need to look at this boy. He's really good. He's a really talented kid. Uh, we got him up here. He's lived up here all all winter. And uh, he's uh, he, he just finished his last his 20-race deal two weeks ago. Um, we won some races with him. We, we've had 14 top fives. 18 top 10s. I mean, we've had one DNF, and that was a uh, distributor issue. Uh, but all of my motors are in my cars. Like, every year at the end of the season, we take them out, send them out. They're fresh, and they're, they're all built motors. A lot of the cars up here now are running the crate motors. Um, I'm still kind of an old-school guy. I like the built motors. Uh, you know, they're more racy to me than a crate motor. But um, we go through our cars from front to back every week, do the maintenance. And, I mean... You see my cars four bonehead, like you said, they're all you know, I don't I don't have any junk and when somebody pays you good money to take care of their children that you know, you put them in good stuff and, and it all works out good. So Well it sounds like I wish you'd do some kind of raffle giveaway. I'd like to win it. We're, we're, gonna, we're actually we're going to uh, start a couple programs. Uh I had a, a conversation with Joe Smalling, he runs that Oh yeah. Super the, Cups the sports deal there, the yes. the uh, steel-bodied Pro Cup cars. Yeah, the Super Cup Series. Yeah, Super Cup Series. What yeah. we're going to do over the winter, um, and we're going to take, and we're going to kind of do a little, we're going to take 20 kids uh, and kind of do a little, not a not a gong show, but kind of the same thing. We're going to take 20 kids, and we're going to put them in the, his cars, and then we're going to put them in my cars, and we're going to have the winner of each one. In other words, we're going to have a little contest, who 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 impresses us the most? Number one, who doesn't crash? Not necessarily the fastest. I don't care about that. But who is the most consistent? Who handles herself well in the pits with some interviewing going on? What we're basically trying to do here is get these kids ready for the next step. So when they do get a, if they do get a chance to do an ARCA deal or a Bush deal or a truck deal or a Camping World deal, they're more prepared. I mean, we have. Our rental programs go all the way from a street stock program all the way up to an ARCA car, you know, Bushy or Bushies, now the camping world, and an ARCA stuff. So if a family comes in and wants to, you know, start an entry-level deal, we'll move them right through if they want to get in the limited late model first and move them right on, and that way you build a relationship with the family and build some trust there, and, and you can carry them right on to where they want to be. Well, you know, Lee, if some, you start fooling around with that Super Cup deal Joe Smalley got, somebody's going to have to figure out how to beat uh, Megan Rittenauer. Well, we've, we've actually uh, talked about putting her in a late model here for a couple of races. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she's running pretty sporty. She yeah. does a good job, I can tell you that. So yeah, no where are we going to get the 20 kids from? 
Well, I mean, that's not hard to do, honestly. When you set these deals up, Joe did a little deal there about three months ago, and uh, just to test the waters, and he got 15 kids. Uh, you just kind of put it out there on the internet, you know, I know some. race wrap and yeah. uh, advertise around. Sure. There's some kids uh, around here that would mm-hmm. be good for your uh, good for your liking, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Lee. Uh, uh, I mean, no, you've given an overview of the program, and this. I mean, I, I understand it a lot better than I did before. And mm-hmm. uh, but I uh, tell you what. Can we have you back here in uh, a few weeks down the road and uh, talk more about this? And I also want to uh, – I know you you got to be missing this 95-degree heat and all these – the palm <laughs> trees waving in the breeze. Let me just tell you guys, I just come back off the lake earlier today, <laughs> and it was beautiful. I know you don't miss Florida. I know you don't miss it at all. <laughs> but I w- I'd love to have you come back here in a few weeks. We talk sure. more about it. and yeah, uh, and, love to. and we also want to pick your brain on uh, – the promotion game today. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's fine. All right. Good. Yeah, we don't have time to do it right now. So now, people can... What what needs to happen is if somebody's listening to us, they hear this, they need to go to LeeFalkRacing.com. Yes. Absolutely. I appreciate that. All and right. that's F-A-U-L-K. Yes, ma'am. So they get it right. And just give us a call, and we'll we'll talk about our programs and see if we can help anybody. All right. Well, Lee, it was good to talk to you, man, and I hope that... Uh, I appreciate you calling me. Yeah, I hope that uh, everything works out good for you and that we uh, continue to develop these kids. They need to be developed the well, correct way. Help. I knew when I was growing up, I, I got some help from them old-timers, you know, so yeah. you got to have some help from somebody. That's right. They're going to get it from the old-timer. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. Talk, right. talk to you soon, Lee. Bye, Lee. Thanks again. All right. Oh yeah, man. Lee used to always bring good equipment. You that's know. the real deal, right there. Buddy. Yeah, he's that's the real deal. I, I, that's that'd be a, a good suggestion for me. To, before a guy goes spend all his money, you know, if your kid's got talent and he's really got talent, spend the money that way, and uh, you'll spend a lot less, like he said. Because if you counted twenty races times five thousand, that's a hundred grand. Okay, to go race, you ain't got to do nothing. Okay, except for go show up and race, and you get thirty percent. Of mm-hmm. the window, you're going to spend a hundred grand hey, buying a late model in a in a in a trailer, not even a toter. Go ahead. Well, this the, this listening to this conversation just reminded me of something that happened Saturday night um, when you got back black flagged and sent mm-hmm. off the track. Um, Are you trying to just rub, rub no, no, salt no, in the wounds? No, no, I think he'll just get a giggle out of oh, this. Okay. Um, Derek Horton looks up at me and says he's your friend tell him i'll drive his car for him <laughs> yeah i would have let uh it, nobody would have wanted to drive it you know um i don't even think wayne anderson and his uh awesome uh driving ability that he's got would have been very happy uh driving it because uh it was uh, it was no fun to drive and uh, trust me i've gone over it and i've found what's wrong with it and, uh, well, good, that, and just, that's important. You so know Wayne what's wrong know, with it, just so, so you Wayne can fix know, it. I'll be back there to get in his way the next time. You know, he's he's not going to scare me off. Now we're going to get dirty. Hey, hey, Sean. Yes, you there? Hey, we have Sean Smith with us. Showtime's Sean Smith. Hey, uh, hey, Sean, man. Let me check it, Sean. Check it out, man. Straight and bonehead out here, they, man. Listen, Sean. They they, they gave me a hard. T- obviously, every week when you go to the racetrack things are different with your race car and uh, i had one of those nights where i had no practice because of incident on the racetrack with somebody that tore my car up and then i proceeded to have a car that was the worst car i've ever had 
and then got made fun of by Wayne Anderson afterwards. <laughs> well, you are racing on asphalt. I mean, how much does it change from week to week? Well, you're going to find out. <laughs> no, lap the lap, lap the lap. You're going to find out this week. Hi, you you were you were Mr. Lucky Guy on uh, Saturday night. Tell us yeah. about your adventure or misadventure up in Waycross, Georgia. Yeah, that was like an asphalt race, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like an asphalt race. I uh, I feel I talked to Jack earlier, and I told Jack I was really I really feel blessed that I'm actually walking, that I'm still alive at this point today after that experience. No, it uh, I knew what I was getting into. Because I had been there before to Waycross. I'd never raced there, but I had been there before and witnessed. So I was really, I don't want to say, like, you know, I already give up before we got there, but I was leery of the joint. And it was everything that it, it was going to be. It was. Was it so, scary? Was it scary or what? Uh, I mean, it's not really, I won't say scary, but, I mean, when you get on the brakes and the car goes faster when you're on the brakes than when you're on the gas, that's not too comfortable. So take us through, Sean. Here you go. You're coming down the back back uh, part of the track there, the back straightaway, getting ready to take the green to open the race. You're about what, mid-pack? Uh, 14th. Yeah, right in about the middle of 26 cars. Take us through this, what happened, and how that all worked. Well, get, make us feel like we were there. At this point, as we're going down the back straightaway, you can't see anything because there's no light at this racetrack. It's oil. It's black, so you don't see the racetrack even. And we've already ran 50 laps under caution running oil dry off of a racetrack that's supposed to be a dirt track. I, I still haven't figured that out yet. Well, as we're going down the back straightaway, the light goes off, and the guy comes over to the race receiver, and he says, we're going green next time by. Well... They turn the green light on and throw the green flag as we come off turn four. And I just knew at that point right there it was going to be bad. Just what did I? What could I do to lessen the damage that was fixing to happen to me? So I tried to get to the bottom, and I did. And through the, the dust of uh, Speedy Dry, I managed to see somebody bounce off the concrete going into one. And I got on the brake, and when I did, somebody plastered me from behind and at that point, I was going twice as fast as I was before I was on the brakes, and then I saw about the fourth or fifth row, somebody had crashed, and they were all piled in one and two, and I just held on and said, oh, boy, this is going to hurt right here. So when I hit, then somebody hit me in the driver's door, ran over the hood, and I thought it was going to be really bad. Luckily, I'd just been a spindle and tore the body everywhere. But Now, this was a- this was just the introductions, right? <laughs> yeah, this was, this was, we hadn't even started racing yet. <laughs> Oh, and I thought I had a bad night. It was, uh, See, doesn't it make you feel better, Rob? Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody that was there, I mean, uh, probably the only person that uh, that uh, is not going to tell you any different is Dusty Cone because he came out of there to winter. That's yeah. why we're talking to you first because we're we, we didn't want to we're going to do it that way. Dusty's going to tell us what a great place it is, and we really wanted to hear what it was all about. <laughs> I'm not saying the facility is nice. I mean, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. This racetrack, the mall, is right across the street from it. And for what there is in Waycross, I mean, the Walmart's there. And how Everything. the racetrack manages to stay open. I mean, the people must love it there. But, man, if they would put some real clay on that place. 59 uh, years, Sean, that place yeah, been there. 59 uh, years. Yeah, imagine after 59 years what uh, um, Mike's place is going to look like over there in Ocala. It's going to be yeah. asphalt again. 
Well, I don't know about that. I think he'll do something before that. It's definitely a place, how should I say this, since we're on the Internet, we should really say this stuff, but it's a place to test your testicle fortitude. How about that? There you I go. love that. Very good, Sean. It's definitely that type of place. I mean, you really, I told Jack earlier, I mean, let's just see who's got some cojones and who don't. That's what we're going to find out. That's like Lakeland Speedway is a dirt track. Well, it wasn't. it's nowhere near the size of Lakeland, but I guarantee you we're going just as fast as you're going at Lakeland. Oh, uh, I mean, no doubt about that. that. No I doubt. Heard that you, I heard 140 at the end of the straightaway. Yep. Now, whether or not we were going that fast, it sure felt like it. And, and, and Saturday night, um, I had several people tell me, including, I believe, Dusty Cone told me, that uh, the times were off. It wasn't really as fast as it normally is. Well, when I had been there years ago when I went there, you know, I pulled into place, and I thought I was at the wrong racetrack. I thought I was at an asphalt track. It had lines painted on it and everything. And I mean, what are we doing? This ain't the right place. Well, when I got there Saturday night, I know they had graded it for the first time in two and a half years, which, you know, <laughs> I said, what's I mean, it's oil. There's oil below it. It's soaked into the ground. So, But it smoothed it out, I guess. But when we got there, I really thought, hey, they really, you know, are putting a lot into this deal, and it's going to slow the racetrack down. It might actually make the racing better, but boy, was I wrong. Yeah, the funniest thing is is it it rained, like, right when the cars were getting ready to do qualifying or whatever. It mm-hmm. rained, right? It rained hard. And the guys still come over. One of the guys, the track workers that does the track maintenance, said, ah, this will make the track much better now. And, and it actually only took about 40. I mean, it rained hard. And after it, it just rolled right off the top of the race. Yeah. Have you ever seen what happens when oil and water mix? <laughs> it just runs right off. So, <laughs> what's the oil? Is the oil in the clay or is it yeah. oil from race cars? It's all over my race car. I ain't found what to get this stuff off with yet. <laughs> really? It is definitely an experience that I will never want to go to again. Well, I'll tell you that. <laughs> another thing was, you know, some of the locals, I was talking to people who live up there, and uh, they were telling me that there was a back. A long time ago, all the tracks up that in yeah, that area. Be like that in Golden Isles. Yeah. Uh, Golden Isles and Ogle. So they all used to be like that. I mean, Valdosta, Lake City used to be like that. But, <laughs> man, I, you know, there was another, after that first laugh incident, and I'm sure Dusty Cohen, he could probably tell you this. Uh, I don't know what laugh it was about lap 20 or what it was, but. We come out of turn two, and the top five, we were kind of all in line, just kind of going along. And we come out of turn in the middle of one and two as we go on the back stretch, and there's this black car that's camouflaged into the racetrack. It, had, it was a black car, and I believe it was number 31, and that number will be entrenched in my yeah. mind. Yeah. It had black numbers on a black race car with white outline. No lights on this racetrack. And we come barreling out of turn two, and this guy is sitting in the middle of the back straightaway, and I thought we were all going to die, all five of us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, mean, Mar- I don't know how Mark Whitener didn't end up in the pine trees when he launched off the back straightaway trying to miss this guy. Because it, it's just, you're going so fast, you can't react. And you can't tell from the, if you go into turn three, and they're wrecking on the front straightaway, and you don't know when you're in turn three, you're in the wreck. There's no wowing it down before you get there. It's just, it was definitely an experience. Yeah. I, I kind of, I didn't like the place when I first got there. By the time I left, I actually, I would like you, I, I liked the, the place. The place was cool, but the race, the racetrack itself was tough. Yeah, it's definitely tough. It's a. Uh... Hey, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Before we get Dusty on the phone here, I wanted to ask you, are you ready for this weekend? You know, now that the Waycross is done, now the Battle of the Blacktop's coming, are you ready for that? Uh, we're putting all new skin and everything on it right now. We're out in the shop now trying. I wouldn't do that. I'd go ahead and leave well, the beat-up stuff on there. How could you? I mean, it's got holes in the left side. What you think it's got holes now? Wait till you're done at the Battle of the Blacktop. No, I don't. I honestly, I, I think it's going to be a good show down there. I mean, I, I don't. The racetrack's not as big as what we just dealt with, and I, I mean, I think that the racing, when you slow them down, the racing gets better, and I think the tires are a little bit harder, you know, that we're going to be running this week. So I think that's going to play into it, and you know, I'm looking for a good show this week. I mean, we're going. We got to put our best foot forward for this deal. I mean, we had a bad run at Volusia, and we get to drop that Volusia race if we finish better at the asphalt race, and we finish 27th at Volusia. So, are you leading now? No, uh, I'm all the way back to fourth or fifth. I mean, Johnny Collins won at Volusia, and I finished. I went into Volusia leading, and Johnny Collins was second, and he won, and I finished 27th. So, I got to step it up this week for the asphalt race, so I can keep keep in touch with him for the. If we can get through this asphalt race this week. The rest of the races that we go to, we can race at. You know, East Bay, North Florida, Golden Isles, those racetracks, we can race at. So we can just get through this week with a good finish and stay in touch. I mean, uh, I think we'll be all right. So you're going to practice on Friday? Yes. Okay. I'd give you some pointers, but I don't know how to do nothing anyways except for spin hey, out. Hey, Sean. I don't know how. I mean, luckily it kind of, this way cross race fell at the right time because you have to change your car completely around to go there and it's the same setup that you're going to run down there so at least we ain't got to change it then change it back then change it again to go back so right. it'll be that part of it's nice but boy that was it was quite the experience I, was gonna say. <laughs> I, mean, I know them guys race there every week and they must not race anywhere else but well you know in the race before you guys before you guys came out there was um a sportsman race or late model stock or sportsman yeah. race whatever that was um they look like late model cars to me but anyway they tore up some too now and they those oh, guys yeah. are familiar with the place i mean and it was real that place was real tough there was a lot of blown motors i mean that's something you don't hardly ever see at a dirt track as many i don't think i've ever seen as many blown motors as i saw saturday night in all classes well good. another funny thing about that whole about this whole weekend experience is i, I mean I should say I was shell-shocked, because I've been to big racetracks like Oglethorpe, and I went to Brunswick when it was big, and you're fast there, but they were much bigger racetracks than that place. They didn't have walls around them like that place does. It's not as narrow. But, you know, I was shell-shocked at how fast we were going at this little racetrack. And then there's this girl parked beside me in a street stock, and I watched her, and, I mean, she was up on the wheel just wheeling around that place, and I'm saying, where in the world did that come from? I mean, how do you? I, I'm over here. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was nervous, and this girl just nothing. She was wheeling it right around there. I mean, but that's a definitely a different breed that races at that racetrack. <laughs> I mean, hey, there ain't no way. <laughs> hey, Sean. Saturday night um, at Charlotte, when these when the dirt cars are running on asphalt, what kind of um, speeds can the fans be expecting? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've heard. Uh, some of the guys have been down there testing, and I heard that they were, you know, right close to what the track record is for the super late models down there. So, I mean, the guys that haven't been down there yet, that haven't tested, I mean, like the guy you're going to talk to, Dusty Cone, this guy wins a lot of asphalt races with dirt cars up in Georgia and all. I mean, he's 
he's a master of this deal. So, I mean, he's probably going to tear the joint up when he gets down here this week. Really? So he'll yeah. be somebody to really watch. I mean, yeah, well, he took, he took, uh, I mean, it's not often that you see somebody do pull away from Johnny Collins the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, when those guys get down here, I mean, I, it should be, it'll be fast. I, I can't say for sure what the speeds are because I don't know, you know, what we're going, but. How many do you I think mean, are coming, Sean? I'd say probably around 30. That'd be great. I would say 30, uh, at least 30, maybe more. Um, I don't know how many asphalt shoes or got dirt rides for this week, but I've heard rumors there's a bunch of them. I mean, I tried to – I got this other car here that Rob was wanting to drive that uh, I was going to put Joe Winchell in, but we've just run out of time and not going to have it ready. So yeah. I hadn't even talked to Joe about what his plans were for this weekend, but I, he's got a bunch of laps around that place. So I was going to try to put him in the other car, but I don't know how many other guys are planning on doing that from the asphalt. Well, I know that Patrick Williams will be there. I don't no, know if uh, Patrick Williams won't be there. Patrick no, Williams last uh, last week uh, at uh, up in uh, up there in the National Late Model Series in Georgia, Alabama, where right. he uh, was leading with nine laps to go or seven yeah. laps to go and blew up his motor. You talk about a heartbreaker. I mean, he yeah. had us covered. I mean, talked to him this you know, afternoon. Bill Thompson builds my motors also, and yeah. he uh, Patrick had that race in the bag. I mean, he was just riding and. Stuff like that happens. I mean, it is racing, and, you know, Bill Thompson's a good guy and builds a good motor. He just had a couple, I mean, Volusia, our motor broke a rod bolt, and then at Penton, they're leading with his car, Patrick is, and it breaks the front of the crank right behind the the harmonic balancer and everything. I've never seen one break there, but his sure did. So just freak things, but I know Patrick was really looking forward to running that race, too, so maybe... As far as I know, they they're not going to have their motor back together, so I don't look to see Patrick there. All right, well, we got to go, Sean. I appreciate you taking the time to talk hey. to us. Thanks so much, Sean, and thanks for joining me on Kicks Country earlier today. Not a problem. Anytime. Thank you. We'll see you, we'll uh, see you Saturday. Saturday night. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. How do you do on Kicks Country? Oh, he did great. He's always a good interview. And I'll tell you, right afterwards, right after I had him on, I opened up the phone lines, you know, to give tickets away, and the phones just blew up. It, it's been happening ever since Friday when I'm doing. I gave away tickets Friday. I gave away tickets Saturday. You have technical issues too. I I gave away t- no, not that kind of blowing up. Gave, but we do have our own set of technical issues there. <laughs> but um, gave away tickets today, and I'm giving away tickets all week long. Beautiful. And they are in high demand. And whenever I get my winner, they are so excited. It must be those commercials that Rick and I did for you guys. And the the commercials they don't even start until tomorrow. Oh. Uh-oh. It's just me talking about it and having drivers on. It's right. just it, we're building a lot of buzz. That's very and cool. excitement and a lot of a, a lot, lot of excitement. A lot of excitement and it's you know it's people winning. Are you from, sure you didn't play any of those from, commercials over from the weekend? Sarasota. It's people come you know listeners from Sarasota all the way down through uh, Cape Coral, and uh, a lot of a lot of women calling in wanting to go and watch the races. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, so now listen, we've been talking about this this thing for about a month now or so, and it gets, we're talking about more and more. All this time, Ken Kenny's been telling me there's this guy you got you see, you'll see him, his name is Dusty Cone, and he's going to be somebody to watch when it comes time for Charlotte. After this weekend at Waycross, uh, we, we got that down. We understand what he's talking about now. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, uh, Dusty. Hi, guys. Hi, doing? Dusty. Welcome. 
So we just talked to uh, Sean uh, Smith, and of course, uh, you know, he feels he's the luckiest guy in the world because he walked out of there alive at uh, Waycross. <laughs> and he said, he said you would tell us how great it was and how cool it was and how easy it was to win there. So, <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it's a great track. I like to go there. I get to race there a couple times a year, and uh, I knew they had a little eye opener whenever they got there. You know, from what they used to, but. But uh, it's a good. It'll be a good practice deal for the asphalt deal that we got coming up next weekend. And uh, old track was pretty good though. They didn't like it. They might not like this asphalt deal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know, you, maybe you can help Sean out when you uh, get to Charlotte. He'll probably still have some of that oily clay all over his car. He said he ain't figured out how to get it off yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff is nasty. I don't know. Uh, I have to clean it up pretty good to get it off. Now, let's talk about the uh, asphalt racing with these dirt cars. Uh, uh, it's something that you do um, or have done before. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, compared to this weekend, it's basically the same. It's not as nasty, of course, but uh, compared to the dirt, you uh, drive more square, of course. And uh, these cars, compared to uh, an asphalt car itself, they have so much more downforce. It's seems to me that you're able to race different lines than an asphalt car would be able to because of that and uh i don't know man it's just it's they're fun to drive and what about the fact that um saturday night i heard that uh you guys are going to drive topless what what effect does that have that's that's the first i've heard of that um i've had some topless races before and and that considers of us taking our roofs off and uh the window posts and, and sail panels so so the fans get an inside look at us driving around the track. When did they say they were going to do that, CeCe? Um, Sean told me um, today when I had him on Kicks Country. Interesting. Taking the I'll roofs off. On that. I'm not sure. I'll, uh, I'll check up on that. Well, we can find out. We're going to have Ken Kenny on here. Okay. Still this evening. But, yeah, that's what Sean told me. And But I didn't know if when you when you alter the car that way, how much does it affect... It does. It does affect them. Um, I've had the chance to run a track before with a top and without a top, and they uh, it seems to seems to tighten the cars up a little bit more, which is a bad thing for these cars because they're 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 built to be tight. And uh, I don't know. That's uh, not going to make much difference there. You guys will be fine there, at Charlotte. It's a small racetrack compared to the one you're on last week. Um, I run a super late model there. I ran one this week, and well, I tried to spun around a bunch of times, but. <laughs> Uh, had some you. issues with my car, but I've run there quite a bit, you know. And uh, for us, or the supers, you know, I mean, they everybody runs the bottom when they're up front. They run, you know, a little bit off the bottom, and uh, you know, some guys can pass on the outside if a guy's a little bit slower. But I'm going to be interested to see what you guys do out there. You know, um, I think you guys have a lot softer chassis racing on these uh, on these asphalt tracks compared to super asphalt cars. We're normally a second faster. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got the smaller motors, but we're lighter, and and I think the downforce plays a, a big factor in that deal. Well, the frames, too, have got to be a lot softer and maybe more, uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. You guys do have such soft frames, but they're going to use a little harder tire, so that might help out that issue a little bit. Because I think if you guys just had a soft tire with those soft chassis, you might even have a tough time getting 50 laps in without tearing a tire off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get back to your setups too, man. I burnt, I burnt dirt tires off, and I burnt asphalt tires off. You got to have a balanced car no matter where you're racing. Right. And uh, 
It'll be. It's going to be interesting. A lot of guys. Well, I think a lot of guys is going to like it after they get it done. Well, it's going to be something to see, you know, and it hasn't happened here at Charlotte. I think in, the uh, fans are going to love it. Yeah, yeah. I think they will. It'll give them a new look at a different car. Yeah, it hasn't been done in. It hasn't been done in Florida in a, a long time since I think uh, Ray Miller brought the National Late Model Series to Ocala. Right. Yeah, I think it's the last time that ever happened in Florida. But there's a lot of excitement about it, Dusty. A lot of excitement. Oh yeah, man, I'm tickled to death. I'm uh, I'm anxious to get in the shop tomorrow and start working on mine. Yeah. Tell you what, man. What were you thinking when uh, when you guys? There was one point in the race where you you know when you were going through the lap traffic, and uh, and you had uh, the two number fives right behind you, pretty much. And when you got around that number fifteen car, was that a little nerve nerve wracking or what? Oh man, I didn't think I'd ever get around. I said this is this is going to cost me the race here because one and two it seemed to be a lot slicker than normal, and they they of course they took the wall down and. Uh, and and people like me that's used to racing there, that was it's kind of a spot that we gauge off of because we're carrying such speed and it's it's a dark track, you know, you can't actually see a groove. You just you pick objects to uh to gauge that off of and, and man I knew I I'd I'd gotten the lead because of turn one and two because of a lap traffic. And uh I didn't want to give it up and I knew the guys knew it was slick up top, so I I had to stay on the bottom side to to get around, you know, but but I, as soon as I got around him, I, I knew we was in the clear. As long as we went green, but on the restart, that was my worry. Those guys were—they were packing some pull on them restarts. They pulled me when I was behind them, two to three car lengths, and I knew I had to keep them behind. So uh, I just picked up the pace a little bit on the restarts, and that seemed to work out pretty good for me. Well, that sounds good. I'm just bouncing through the pictures that are on. Uh... Real race and uh, looking through the wreck and stuff. Uh, I guess you didn't have to deal with any of that, did you? No, no, man. I, yeah, man, that first lap, I don't know what went wrong there, but uh, I know that cost the guys uh, probably they're not. But uh, that's that's way cross, man. It's sandy and it's slick and it's, it's fast. And not only they're night, it looks like a couple days too. They're going to need to work on some of them. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I think some of them might not get to be fixed. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, tell us what you think about racing on some of these. I mean, you said that you like racing on the track because, you know, that's really, you know, you're kind of used to it. But really, when you think about dirt racing, you're not thinking about a track that's so packed hard like asphalt like that. Um, do you, if you had your druthers, would you rather race on, you know, a dirt-type track with clay all over it? Well, here's how here, the the area that we live in, the the sandy play it's it, it's kind of a tough it's always seems like it's a it's a train race where you start where you finish because it gets sandy right and um you know there are a few asphalt tracks around and and asphalt you can you can actually race you know you could race your competitor on the top side or the bottom whichever you prefer and the old base it it throws kind of the mixture between, you know, you got all the grip that you need at the bottom and in the groove, and then you got your sand. So uh, it's stiff for touch, you know. I, I enjoy racing the dirt tracks, but uh, our clay just isn't what what it needs to be down here to, you know, for a, a typical dirt race. I think it needs more 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 gumbo in it. So you you go run your car on on asphalt racetracks a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, I've run. Um, I've, I've run this one, as a matter of fact, on a uh, a racetrack in uh, South Georgia. Really? 
And, and that's a regular asphalt racetrack where you're running against regular asphalt cars, or is everybody in a dirt car? They had a, they had us a special class. Oh, okay. It was dirt cars on asphalt. That's what that's how they promoted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that's what I, I think, say, man, these guys are going to love it because they packed the stands every time we went and raced, even if it was a, you know, a typical Saturday night. Show. I they, believe it. They enjoy it. It's definitely, um, they're definitely, you guys got some cool looking cars, you know, and I've, I think our bodies have been so much the same all these years, you know, and the super late models, they really don't change much. It seemed like you guys get to always have these, yeah. you know, swooped out, you know, cool-looking stuff with a big wing on the back. I kind of like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. They're, 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 they are fun, and they're, and they're kind of easy to fix. You know, they're kind of they're kind of plain, but uh, we do. We, we, we take pride in racing, and a lot of the – it does seem to go with the dirt trend. The guys go with the, the big full wraps on the side, and they – they do all kind of designs, you know, which which is a different feel, and it's kind of neat. Are you uh, are you planning on coming down uh, on Friday for practice? At yeah, your... we're, we're actually going to leave uh, leave here, I think, at lunch. So that'll put us down there maybe maybe six or seven o'clock. And uh, I hope to get a good night of practice in down there. I, I want to see, like you say, on these tires. It, that's a factor that it, that's going to be different to me. We're usually on a little bit softer tire than right. these are, but uh, I got to adjust a little bit to it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, look forward to it, man. It's going to be great. Go ahead, Cece. Hey, Dusty. Um, I do um, um, a radio program on 100,000-watt country station, and all this week I'm promoting the big race coming up, giving away tickets and interviewing different drivers. And I was just wondering, um, can I give you a call tomorrow during the day and maybe set something up and have you just do a little uh, telephone interview with me on Wednesday? Um, that I would probably be fine. Uh, I might be hard to get hold of tomorrow afternoon during work, but uh, you, could, you could leave me a voicemail and, and I could get back to you. Okay, good. I'll get your number from Jack then. Okay. Cool. Okay, Dusty, thank you. Cool. Yeah, we'll introduce you to the uh, the, the fans down in uh, South Florida, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited. I, all my guys are pumped, and uh, we're just tickled we get to get back on the asphalt. It's it's a, it's a special event when we get to do that again. All right, man. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us here tonight. Oh, thank you. All right. Bye, Dusty. Talk Take to it later. easy. Dusty Cone. Dusty Cone. Coming out on, coming out in the, surviving the, the mayhem of Waycross. That looks like an asphalt track to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So uh, we still have more dirty time coming up. We got, we're going to talk to uh, Ken Kenny. And we'll resolve the whole topless thing because, because Shane did tell me earlier today that they were going to run Sean. topless. Sean. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. I look at his name, the way his name's spelled, and I always want to say Shane. Shan. Shan. Shane. <laughs> but um, so we'll find out. We'll, we'll, get it. we'll know for sure if we're going to be, uh, the cars will be running topless, which I hope they do because I think it would be really interesting for the fans because they should be doing uh, hopefully a meet and greet before the race. Oh, yeah. And I think that I think that would be really neat for the kids to be able to, uh, and for the and for the big kids to to get a good look at the cars and be a neat way to see. I've never seen them race topless before, so I think that would be just be neat, be different, be fun. Yeah, I think that they'd probably rather race with the roof on for the aerodynamic purposes of it. But there again, the track's small, so it may not make a difference. Hey, Ken. Yes, ma'am. How are you, CC? I'm good. How are you? Got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Sean Smith said we're going topless Saturday night. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I think Sean was maybe asking you to. Oh, asking me to go topless Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, oh, CC, you got confused. You thought it was you heard all this roof going. Yeah. Uh. You got confused. Well, about you going topless. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I know Sean's true, and we're, and we're true talk- nature. Okay. And we're talking, of course, to the promoter of the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series, uh, Ken Kenny. Uh, Ken, give us a give us a wrap up. Uh, we've talked to Sean, and he's uh, he's give us the scary side of it from his point of view. And of course, Mister uh, Mister Cone, it's all just a day's work up there for him. No big deal. Give us your uh, perspective on the race at uh, Waycross, and also lead us up to uh, Charlotte. Um, Waycross Motor Speedway to me, for guys that are familiar with asphalt, um, now the people treated me like gold. Now don't get me wrong, the owner, Mike Carter, his staff, truthfully they were probably one of the best staffs to work with on the schedule so far. Um, from a perspective of the racetrack, if people have been to New Smyrna, it's New Smyrna fast with some sand thrown on top of it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I'm serious. It's New Smyrna fast. With some sand thrown on top of it. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. And I, I put it this way. I took Rick Angie's for the virtual tour, and we were doing 70 miles an hour with my BMW down the straightaways going in the corners. And uh, I probably could have went 90, 95 miles on an hour with my BMW down the straightaways. And I just didn't want to have to call State Farm on Monday. And tell them what that I got a wreck at Waycross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, I was afraid they'd ask for the police report. Now, leading into Charlotte, in all honesty, I think Waycross was much more dangerous to take those cars on than uh, Charlotte County Speedway. That's I, my opinion. I think so, too. I would agree, now, I think. Now, don't get me wrong, now. There's tracks on, on the, uh, you know, on uh, NASCAR's schedule that are, you know, Waycross-type tracks. I mean, the people were great. The crowd was good. I mean, everything was wonderful about it. But it is a tricky place. Uh, it was very fast. And there's some guys that really, really loved it, and there's some guys that really, really are afraid of it, and there's some guys that don't like it. You know, it, it's a it's a very challenging place. Yeah, there's some guys that will never forget it. Yeah, you might have scarred a few drivers. Well, you know what's really ironic is, you know, we had 29 cars, 28 actually. You know, one guy had a bad motor problem beforehand, so you know he you know he was done before the show started. But there was 28 cars actually you know participated in it and really um if you think about it although the you know the start was the parking lot going down into one the wreck that took place if you take that out of the equation and really think about it we only had one wreck and that was uh coming out of four when when uh, johnson lost it uh the gentleman from up in georgia when he lost the car but other than that if you really think about it we did you know that the one wreck down you know on the start of the race that's what tore everything up and um to clarify something on that, that's why in the future, regardless of what happens, when we go to any track that doesn't run race receivers, we're going to have race receivers no matter what, because I believe having those race receivers probably would have prevented that wreck. And, uh, you know, tw- 20 local guys didn't have race receivers. So when you're talking to the guys, we you know, we gave out all we had, but there was not, not enough to go around, and... You know, bottom line, you know, it was the parking lot going into one. It's a pretty bad wreck. Okay. Yeah. And that's a real safety issue, having those. Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, Charlotte County Speedway, back to that subject. Now, uh, wrapping up Wake Cross and going to that. Charlotte County Speedway 
is going to be awesome because my understanding is they were running 15 O's, 15 ones with the super late models this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Does anybody know that to be true? Yeah, that's right. That's yep, what they that's were. What Not me. I didn't, but they did. <laughs> well, well, I ran a, I ran a, a 40 as the fastest I could go. Well, there was, you know, you figure we had a couple cars go down there, run around at 1550s with no right front brake and no experience. When you take a few of these guys like Dusty Cohn and Johnny Collins and and more, that's just two examples that have experience on asphalt with one of those dirt late models. Um, keep it in mind, we're going to be on, you know, six-year-old rock-hard Hooters tires mm-hmm. uh, because if you put these cars on the same tires that those Supers were on, I think we're faster than they are this weekend for sure because well, of the weight because of the weight difference and the uh, you know all the other advantages you know yeah no matter what what the actual lap times are the race itself is going to be uh, something to see because no matter what they qualify at the race is always slow you know slower don't get me wrong not slow sure, but slower sure. but um, I think with the crowd of guys that you guys have been having at these uh, races. Um, it's just going to be an awesome race and something to see that hasn't been seen in a long time at a racetrack. How are they going to figure out how to pass? Turn your mic up, Jack. How are they going to have? How are they going to figure out how to pass? That's that's been my question. You know, from my experience, you know, just being honest with you, what I believe, um, I get, I think Jack, and this is my experience in an asphalt car at Charlotte County Speedway. Right. I believe. I think they're going to try to pass on the bottom like they did at Waycross. I mm-hmm. think they're going to try to get a run on a guy on the bottom. Right. Like, you know, has been notorious, you know, notorious on Charlotte. But I think you're going to get uh, some of these guys. Some of these guys are going to believe that they could pass somebody on the outside. Right. Because they're just that crazy. I got Roger <laughs> Krause calling me on the other and, one. And they will be able to. There will be passing going on on the outside. You can pass on the outside if your car is in the, the, the shape to do it. You know, uh, that's where a lot of the passing goes on in the super race. You know, you got to have a car that's a little bit slower than the, you know, a little bit faster than the next guy. But I think a lot of rooting underneath, like you said, getting off the corner, getting up underneath them, I think that's going to be the sight for the fans. At at a much faster pace than what the fans are used to. Oh, yeah, this is going to be exciting. Oh, there's going to be some crashes, Jack. I'm going to tell you right oh, now. I, I keep oh, telling yeah. my listener, <laughs> I keep telling my listeners this is a big, fast, and furious race. This is going to be fast, and it's going to be furious, and I know the racetrack. I know how races go. I know how competitive these guys are. They only got 50 laps to do it. And, and how many cars are going to be allowed to compete in the feature race? Um, Bobby and I talked 24, and to be very honest with you, you know, we tore up some cars at Waycross that were coming to Charlotte. That's a fact. And these guys are scrambling. But you know how racers are. And, you know, as a promoter for the fans that are out there that do listen, I can tell you this. I am working harder right now this week than I've had to work since Ocala, the the opener, you know, as far as, you know, really putting the effort into it. I am trying to get the cars there, you know, for Bobby, and it's going to happen. You know, and if we got 24 guys to fill a field, then it's going to be an awesome race for the fans to see. I mean, unbelievable. Wow. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And we are getting late commitments. I did get a few commitments tonight. And, um, you know, because the fans, too, got to realize the amount of work that's got to go into changing one of these cars over because the majority of them all run on 14-inch wheels. There's a few guys, you know, the East Bay guys run on 12s with bigger motors, um, but the majority of guys have all switched to 14-inch wheels, so they got to change the wheels. These tires will not mount up to a 14-inch wheel, period. 
I mean, you have a hard enough time getting them on a 12 inch wheel. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that problem. You've got your shocks, your, you know, your springs. You know, there's a lot to change over. And keep in mind, we don't have a mirror. So a lot of the, there won't be any mirror driving, you know, because there is no mirrors in these cars. They got radios? No radios, no mirrors. Yeah. So that, and I asked them, now listen, last week I went to all the guys, because one of the guys that formerly ran asphalt said, you know, you need to think about the mirror maybe. And I went to every guy that was good come to Charlotte, and every one of them unanimously, the rest of them, were no, don't change a thing. That was pretty gutsy on their part. Because nobody wanted a mirror and nobody wanted a radio. Wow. So that told me right there, you know, and I asked them all, cradle to grave. <laughs> well, oh, this is going right. to be so much fun Saturday night. I can't wait. Well, I t- I'll tell you, if the fans want to take a look at it, Friday night we're going to go down there and practice, and there'll be some metal maniacs running around there around eight, you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, um, that'll be a preview. Know. Yeah, yes, it will. And these guys are excited. I mean, uh, like I said, um, you know, and if there's anybody out there that's got a dirt late model in their, in their backyard, you know, we got tires and we got wheels, so <laughs> we're ready to go. Um, I, I tell you, and do predictions on this thing, I, I don't have any because I look down the list of guys that are coming, and there's a lot of guys with a lot of experience, you know, in the past on asphalt. Um, you know, I can give you some names now. You could ask me for some names for sure on, on 100% for sure's. I can tell you Roger Krause, Johnny Collins, Mark Whitener, Sean Smith, Dusty Cohn, Billy Costello, Evan Beckton, David Pullen Jr., Bobby Clark, J.R. Garcia, Keith Nosvich, Kent Corbin, and Johnny Allen. That's my for sure. And then there's a huge amount of guys that are thrashing to get their stuff together. You know, uh, you know. so I, I think that list is going to grow a lot in the next couple of days. And there's probably a few that you don't even know about. Oh yeah, I talked to Jimmy Waldrop tonight, and um, Jimmy told me because of, because of the series that he was seriously. Jimmy said, "I'm not going to win the race." He said, "If I win the race, great." He said, uh, "I don't have any false expectations. I've never been on asphalt, and I don't have a lot of experience against these guys." But he said, "Because of the series and the effort that your staff, you, the racetracks have put into it," he called me tonight and said he felt obligated to go. And he's got a wicked fast car. You put that motor on an asphalt track, he's going to be pretty quick. Uh, but I think you're right. There'll be guys like that that at the last minute, you know, um, you know, there's the Jeff Matthews, Bill Howard. There's a lot of guys. I saw Jeff at the racetrack Friday night. Did you? Friday night. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he had – I didn't see a, a dirt late model there, but I don't know. Maybe because it rained, he left. I can't remember, but I saw him there. I seen him. Right. Hmm. He was and spying that, it. I'll, I'll tell you another guy that told me to get ready is Mike Brezhnehan. Yeah. Uh, Bre- he, should Bre- he was a late committal, you yeah. know, to come. And uh, well, cool. Mike should be pretty tough. So All right, I'm man. excited. I'm happy for the fans. I I think it's going to be ultra, ultra, ultra exciting. If anybody's sitting on the fence I want to do this weekend, they definitely need to be at Charlotte County Speedway because it's going to be something for the fans. What did Sean say about getting the other car ready? Too much work? Yeah. Too much work. Yeah. yeah. Too much work. He knew I'd be upset he was going to let somebody else drive it, so he's not going to do it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, he said that they couldn't get a motor in it or something. I hear you. Well, you know, I tried to put uh well, you know, Doughboy, uh, Patrick Williams, they, you know, blew up that motor up as running the National 8 Mall Series a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, he's 
would have been somebody to, to be there with us, and, you know, he, he feels bad about it. And then I hear, you know, me and Billy Bigley go back a long way. I bought Billy Bigley's trailers back when he was running the Slim Jim All-Pro Series. I bought a, a trailer from him, a truck from him, and Billy drove my car. A lot of people don't know that, but Billy drove my limited late model quite regular at Charlotte the first year I bought it, and he was always Mr. Excitement. I know he's looking for a ride, and I was trying tonight to put him and Kenny Nosvich together because Kenny's got one of the best pieces around, um, you know, as far as a car, and I was trying to put them together. I'll tell you, Ken, if we could get a car for Billy, it'd be cool because I'll tell you, he, he was wonderful, man. He came out all the way up from Naples to be with us at Hooters last uh, week, last Friday. Yep. CC and I put that thing together, and there was a lot of people came out there, and it was really cool that he came and did that. And exactly, and I just and, and I just do need to thank Ray Scott and uh, Lance Sober um, for coming out and bringing out some race cars yeah, along cool. with uh, Billy Bigley, and it just made it really exciting. Yeah, and they and they bugged me all night about the. About to get you, telling you to get him a car. <laughs> I bet he did. You know, I want to uh, apologize too on the air for that. You know, we obviously, as a promoter, I want to support racing. Period. And this is one of my races, and we didn't have a dirt car there. Um, I'll be honest with you; it's because you know some of the cars were at Ocala Racing, and a lot of the diehards, you know, that go all the time were with me because I think at any other time. You could have, you know, snapped your finger, and I think Roger Krause or Keith Nosbish or Kenny Nosbish or, you know, Matthews, who was in the Bahamas prior, you know, and just got back that day. I think a lot of guys would have supported it, you know, because we know how much work that you guys put into it, and, you know, we appreciate everybody that was involved in that deal, and, you know, we, in the future, you know, we'll try to make that up because we felt bad about that. I I really did. Well, Ken, you know, the guys are, you know, coming out and helping. Uh, J.R. Garcia... Uh, Sean Smith, Johnny Collins, Dusty Cohen, they're all going to be coming. They've either already been on Kicks Country with me um, talking about the race um, or I'm getting them scheduled to be on the rest of the week. So we got a couple uh, of deals uh, at Walmart where uh, cars are going to be on display and, and thousands and thousands of uh, flyers handed out. And uh, we're also going to do one more sports bar, and it'll be the same kind of deal. And it's going to be cool, Ken. It'll be fun, man. I look forward to it, and I appreciate you guys again. I appreciate all the effort up there at Waycross, and uh, like I said, those people treated us good up there, and you know we, uh, you know we left with uh, with a mixed feeling about it, you know, uh, you know from different people. But tough we, place, that's all. Sean you know, Smith said he ain't, he ain't going back. <laughs> I hear you. He will. He would. Yeah, I hear you. I tell you what, Sean did a pretty good job. Finished sixth. I mean, he did pretty good. So. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, I'll go. guys, and I'll let you guys go. I know we're running late, so appreciate all your efforts and look forward to seeing you. I'll be there bright and early Friday and Saturday. All right, I'll see you up there one of them nights. I'll be there for sure on Saturday, but I'll probably come up Friday if I can. All right, I appreciate it, guys. Take care. We'll see you this weekend, Ken. Take care, CC. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. We um are uh, you know inside Florida racing. We want to thank one of our uh, one of our helpers, our businesses that work with us, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com, dot com, Casey Mays, um, 
making the Inside Florida Racing staff shirts and uh, my Inside Florida Racing jacket. They are set up to do everything for you. Matter of fact, they did my C.C. Brooks Kicks Country 92.9 Limited Edition Racing ball caps, Rob. And uh, they came out really good. And I'm having a hard time, you know, hanging on to these ball caps that Casey made for me because everybody seems to be wanting one. Yeah, you won't even um, get your friends one. I've given I like I gotta have some to give away at uh at the race this Saturday night. I'll be getting more made up, but uh thank you so much to uh Casey and Kurt Mays inside that, that helps with the hats and with the staff shirts here. Uh fancyworkembroidery.com. We have a link on the inside com page. There's also a link on my DJ page at WIKX.com. Who is it, Jack? Before we get out before we get out of here tonight, we're going to talk to uh, Phil Harp from uh, the Champ Carts. They have a very special race uh, coming up. And uh, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on tonight. All right. So what, what's the deal? Tell us what your deal is with the Champ Carts and what you got coming up. Okay. We have uh, the Don McCullough Memorial. He was a tech man throughout the state of Florida that passed away last year. Uh, we're doing a memorial race at the Soto Super Speedway this Saturday night. Uh, we have Troy DeCare coming, Stan Butler, uh, Dustin Chisholm, Chad, Alan McKinney. They all run either Hooters Pro Cup, uh, limited late model, sprint cars, of course, Troy DeCare and, and Stan Butler. That's a big honor for us to have them come join us for this. Uh, it's a 25-lap feature. Uh, John's been kind enough to give us some heat races so we can sort of get the fast guys to the front and put on a show for the fans. Dustin Chisholm now, he's still racing champ carts? Uh, he's gonna, he's been running occasionally with us. Uh, he ran Saturday night in the limited late model, had a good run going, so he got taken out. And, uh, he, his dad talked to me Saturday night down there and, uh, said they're planning on running a, quite a few more races with us, uh, the rest of this year and all next year. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. I know, uh, saw him growing up as a kid. He used to race carts with his dad, and his dad's always been, Hard at uh, promoting his son there, and Dustin's been a great racer uh, with the carts. And uh, where is he racing cars at now? Well, he's running the limited late models, uh, mostly, I believe, at DeSoto. I don't know if he goes anywhere else, but I think it's DeSoto. Okay. Um, you know, we just want to try and get some fans in the stands and, you know, uh, promote this a little bit for us and, and you know, put on a good show. Uh, it means a lot to this guy's daughter. She's going to actually be in one of the carts. Uh, we prepared a cart for her so she can actually run her dad's number, her dad's colors, uh, the whole nine yards. And we're going to run 24 laps will be the actual race. The 25th lap will be for her and her dad. So this is the Don McCullough Memorial, and it's this Saturday night? This Saturday night at DeSoto Super Speedway. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you letting us know about that, and I hope that uh, folks get out there and support it. I appreciate it, and looking forward to coming back to Charlotte County also. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks a lot, Phil. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Now, C.C. Well, C. Brooks, Rob, Pandora Jewelers. The time has Florida come, and I still don't have the drum roll. Driver of the Month for J- July. We're already uh, yep, it's hard to believe. into August, but it's for July. And, uh, you know, the rain across uh, America, at the ra- I mean across America, across Florida at the local racetracks really ca- caused a quandary of uh, people not being able to race uh four nights of racing um during the month so mm-hmm. um and searching for a driver of the month we kind of looked at drivers at prospective racetracks who um 
maybe not didn't win three times during the month, but um, have been racing in their class and being a good representative of the sport and in their class and also winning. Winning and consistently improving, doing yes. better, spending the time, working on that car. Yes. And uh, and going over the finishes from uh, the racetracks at uh, Citrus and Charlotte and DeSoto, um, Auburndale, Orlando, New Smyrna, you know, we look through all of these things, and we even ask these promoters, you know, it's mm-hmm. always a question that we ask, you know, who's standing out. And um, and people now are beginning to come up and talk to us and, and, and present their case for drivers, and they're emailing us, and so a decision has been made for the month of July. Yes, and uh, I wanted to say something is that this particular person who is winning this uh, award of the driver of the month, um, I personally talked to his parents on um Saturday night, they were at the race, a super late model race, and uh, um, was talking to them a little bit about the award and stuff, and what would it, what, what do they think it would mean, you know, mm-hmm. to their, you know, son to actually win that, and uh, they said that it would really, really mean something to him because you know, uh, other than just winning races, the ac- uh, accolades um, that you get from winning such an award, you know, that. Um, It's something that not every driver gets to get, you know. It's nothing I've ever had. I've never been a driver of the month as much as hard as I've worked in my years of racing. Never been a driver of the month. And uh, she said it would really uh, mean something to them. And uh, this is a racing family, actually, Mm -hmm. um, that supports racing at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Racing there for a long time. Yes, they are. And uh, go ahead, CeCe. Uh, Drum roll, please. Uh, You don't have a snare We don't have a drum roll, but... It is it is my pleasure to um, announce that for the Pandora Jewelers Inside Florida Racing July Driver of the Month, it is going to a driver in Gary LaPlante's Suncoast Outlaw Street Stocks. Congratulations to Donnie Ollie Jr. Yay, Thundering round, thundering round of applause there, and um, I will uh, be getting a hold of Donnie and and letting him know. We'll have him on the show next week. We'll have him on the show, and we will be uh, presenting with him. He'll get his his plaque with his name on it. His name on it, and and a chance that he might be the driver of the year and win that awesome ring that Pandora Jewelers has put up. This ring worth three thousand and something dollars. And the ring is still secure, right, Jack? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, it's in the vault. It's in the vault, eight stories it's in the, it's down in the, in the ground. Karnak vault. Uh, but Donnie Ollie, congratulations, congratulations son. Congratulations to uh, Donnie. He definitely has been racing for a long time and doing a great job. He did a great job all these years in the Road Warriors. And now he has gotten in this Outlaw Street Stock class that Gary has. It's really come along. It's great to see those cars out there. And every week they bring a nice piece to the racetrack. And, you know, if you've never had a chance to talk to Donnie Ollie himself, Go up to him one day and introduce mm-hmm. yourself to him, and I guarantee you that he will take the time to talk to you. He's a stand-up kid. And, sure. and Donnie and his um, family were um, one of the first group of people that when I started going to the track and knew nothing about racing, befriended me. And, um, you know, and that was he, his family and Randy Kyle's family um, were the two groups that really made me keep wanting to come back and get interested and realize that um, – Racers and their families are some of the most friendliest people around. Uh, definitely. You know, all the racetracks are made up of uh, families and racers, you know. And uh, it's funny, if you look at 
each individual racer and you think about that day when you see them at the racetrack, if you think about what's going on in their individual lives and how it is that they're able to go race there, mm-hmm. it's probably you'd barely be amazed that you see all the strings that have to be pulled for each one of these cars to be out. Sort of like the Olympics. You know, when you watch the Olympics and you see one of those people that's like, say, on a volleyball team or something, you think, how long they Years. must have trained yeah. and gone to practice and And the sacrifices the parents that's made. That's right. Yeah. In, in order to be there. Um, you know, it's kind of cool to watch the Olympics. I don't know if you guys have watched oh, it I'm yet. Wa- I've been I watching it, yeah. I know you do because it's on late at night, so it's right up your alley. But um, the Olympics... Uh, it is very, very nice to see all the countries and all those people, you know, pulling together. And it's kind of cool that, you know, they can have Olympic Games and all these people get together and not really have the issues that, say, the soccer teams have, you know. And, of course, it's not over yet. but um, there's, been, there's been some issues so far. The unfortunate that, unfortunately, the stabbing and the those death Chinese of... Chinese girls, though, are not 16 years old. There's no way. Oh, are you talking <laughs> about the gymnasts? Yeah. yeah. I look like they're 12, but... That's a whole other story, folks. We uh, covered some territory tonight, buddy. Yes, we did. We uh, have. I appreciate you uh, listening. We all do to Inside Florida Racing. I know it's we've gone a little bit long, and uh, um, I know uh, this weekend's going to be a big re- weekend for racing there mm-hmm. with the uh, Don McCullough Memorial there, as they talked about at the Soto Speedway. Uh, it will also be a big night of racing as Ken Kenny and Sean Smith and Dusty Cone were all talking about with the battle on the, the blacktop, blacktop at. Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Here, just really, if you're coming, gates open at 4, racing starts at 6, get there early. It's going to be a full house. And don't forget, Citrus County Motorsports Park having uh, Don um, Checkered Green Flag Sprint Series there. Sprint <coughs> you know, we've been still, we get a lot of emails and people tell us uh, more and more about, like when people call up and they let us know what about the show and stuff, and that's really cool, so... Just give out that email address again, guys, because it's working and uh, people are. And we appreciate the support. There are several email addresses. If you'd like to uh, send in your birthday, which I don't know if you had any birthdays <laughs> or if you have anything Actually, you want to talk to Cece about, go ahead. Um, send birthdays and comments and whatever you would like from me to cece at com. And, uh, matter of fact, happy belated birthday to Thunder Truck driver Kurt Mays. Okay. All right. Anything and, uh, you want to send to... Um, me, you can send it to Rob Elting at AOL.com. R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. Um, appreciate all you folks out there listening again. And, uh, you know, Wayne Anderson, I'm sorry I got in the way of your... Wednesday night on night. Real Racing USA, Dirt World, 7.30 p.m. The boys Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid got uh, Donnie Shots, man, coming. Don't get no better than that if you yeah. like sprint cars, man. Yeah, don't World forget about... Laws, don't get no better than Donnie Shots, man. Trackside tonight. Tonight, oh, no. they uh, the boys had on uh, the, the uh, trackside tonight, they had... Uh, Josh Peacock. Patrick Sheltra and uh, Josh Peacock, who won at Volusia. And you can listen to that in our archives. Friday nights, full throttle. Yeah. Full throttle yeah. Fridays. That's, that a, stuff, that's a lot of Fs. Yeah. With Scott. I'm afraid to push the button, see, because this thing's been exploding to the top, so I'm kind of waiting. Yeah, for can I take my headphones yeah, off first? Yeah, do that, just in okay. case. Thank Rob, you. watch your ears. Oh, it worked fine. Oh. I don't even hear it. We're going to do the St. Pete again. All right. All that right. That's the end of the show. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you We're going to do the St. Pete That's right. Same time again. next week. Tune in. Tune in. You Tell your friends to download it during the week. Make Go some happy. Central Avenue. Drink some.